Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Gypsy gang, what's happening? Uh, back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And this is one that I'm definitely excited to release. Uh, it is with two gentlemen by the name of... Wes Williams and Brent Stallo. Uh, these two guys are the founders and creators of verbmoto.com. If you are a moto diehard like myself uh, and you were full blown into the internet in the, uh, I guess, like the mid 2000s, you would uh, have really been a fan of verbmoto in the way that I was. Uh, I particularly have quite a lot to owe to both of these gentlemen because it was in 2010 when I first went to America that I basically just started kind of working for Verb and was sort of a part of their crew. That gave me the foot in a, in the door uh, to America. And yeah, I mean, it was kind of like eight years later, I ended up heading back to Australia. So uh, I owe these guys a lot. I owe a lot to the website that they created. Unfortunately, it went away uh, and it has had a bit of a hiatus but the boys the original founders have brought back the website and it drops pretty much as soon as you are hearing this so we got the boys on the podcast to talk about I guess the new verb what happened to the old verb and uh yeah just so so cool to even just we were just talking a bunch of shit to be honest about some of the fun that we used to have filming and some of our kind of crazy uh crazy nights that we kind of had that we just thought was such a big deal but as we look back now it was uh just yeah exactly that just like a super fun story uh just got to give a shout out to all of our sponsors first of all the legends at boost mobile you can head to boost.com.au we are relying on these guys so much lately uh the 4g lte that comes off the uh telstra network with boost mobile is better than our NBN. So basically anytime there's a Skype call uh, podcast like this, we're using the Boost Mobile data through the hotspot. I actually just bought another iPhone, um, put in the Boost Mobile SIM card, and then I use that for the data for all these podcasts. So massive thank you to those guys. Uh, also got to give a shout out to the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. Uh, in the making at the moment we've got a couple projects with those guys uh the screaming eagle build is underway uh if you haven't started following my old man at pm total services on instagram um then you wouldn't maybe know that we've been rebuilding the screaming eagle it is going to be back in all its former glory it's actually going to be better than ever uh and rival inc is going to be a big part of that so you can head to rival inc design code.com use the promo code gypsy gang for 15 percent off uh another big part of that 
rebuild rebirth rising of the ashes of the screaming eagle as the guys at thrill seekers you can head to thrillseekerscollection.com uh get yourself the best seat cover in the game i'm excited to have one on the screaming eagle the seat that i have on there currently is terrible so i'm pretty excited to uh to get a new one on the full fatty as well got to give a big shout out to the guys at mx store mxstore.com.au they've come in clutch this week few little extra parts for the old 450 you know she's a 2015 she's a tired old girl so you got to kind of you know treat yourself when it comes to uh comes to those older bikes you know so maybe you've got an older bike laying around the shed and new set of bars some grips a new seat cover some new foot pegs maybe they'll just freshen it up you know get yourself another year out of it that's kind of my plan um and again everything is from mxstore.com.au uh also need to give a shout out to sammy uh, at fist handwear and dixon quality you can head to fisthandwear.com or dixonquality.com.au it is well and truly flannel season i absolutely love uh my dixon flannels they are hands down the best flannelette shirts that you can buy on the market and i mean it's just yeah hands down it's fact it's objective that is not a subjective ad that's just how that shit works uh you can use the code fuckjace at fist handware uh, and you can also use the code ramp thief at dixonquality.com.au also this episode we're brought to you by the guys at coach media and the new moto gp 20 game which i have probably been playing a little bit too much and uh thoroughly enjoying my experience cartwheeling my jack miller ducati so uh, make sure you check out that uh, new moto gp 20 game if you've still got some downtime. all right everybody thanks so much for listening to the podcast as always head to gypsy-tales.com uh, to cop that merch Thanks very much for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this episode with two dudes that I just genuinely love and owe a lot to. Thanks, guys. All right, Gypsy Tales podcast. Running some janky shit with the homies right now. Um, for a couple of uh, for a couple of regular film nerds, we're running a pretty a bit of a janky old setup here, boys, to make it happen. But you know what? In true Goat Creations, Verb Moto, Gypsy Tales production fashion, it's gonna happen. The great thing is we've now just gone to the path of least resistance. We have five hundred dollars worth of shit on our end i don't know how much on your end but thousands and here we are skype basically on fucking skype. a free skype call <laughs> uh, there's a lot of collective technical knowledge between yeah. the, the four of us that just try to make this happen for an hour and a half oh goodness guys we're doing it though. So, Hopefully, that's uh, no inclination of what's how bad this this is nah, gonna be good, can't be. right? That we got yeah. the bad part out of the way for sure. Oh no, it's gonna be good. All right. Um. All right. So I see, I see a lot of uh, Verb Moto shirts and Verb Moto hats. And oh, this Verb Moto. Oh, re- yeah. Really? Oh, so what, you got what, a Verb hat on? <laughs> Sticker sheets, fucking koozies. What do you want, bro? Yeah, I know you guys. So what? What's the deal, man? Dude, uh, uh, we're bringing back a dirt bike website. That's the big news. That, Boom! There it is. is it's like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I could do this big hyped up drop, but I'm just like, damn, it's really back. Like, it's actually, to me, Verb Moto is important. 
and it's back. And it's not, I don't think it deserves a song and dance. I think it deserves all of us to just sit down and quietly reflect on why it went away, what was taken from the industry when it went away, and what it means now it's back. It's deep, brother. So after the moment of silence, <laughs> do we then get the song and dance? Because I, I like song and dances. No, nah, I'm stoked, but like I need, so what is actually like, what is, what does this mean? What does this mean? <laughs> Man, it's crazy. What? Verb shut down, I think in 2016 and Brent, Guy Streeter and I all did a big mountain bike race in that summer. And it's kind of been a dream since then to somehow get this band and cohesion back together. So I don't know. It's, it's an idea that's been a long time in the making and through a few pretty ginormous leaps, we put some deals together and got to this point now. Uh, granted, we wanted to launch, I don't know, six months ago, but a few things happened to the world, like the, the murder hornets. Yeah. Uh, there was a you murder, guys have murder hornets. They, they, that, like, that whole invasion here kind of <laughs> slowed uh, down the launch of this. I like, couldn't even go outside to get internet to work on the website. So there was just a lot of pieces that you know really had to come together. We had to get some uh, spray for the murder hornets before we could like really get this thing to launch. They're gnarly over here, man. Yeah, no, we're good on the mur murder hornets, but we got the drop bears, so um, but we've been living with those fuckers for a while. <laughs> See, you guys were used to them, dude. Like, we can't launch an amateur dirt bike website in the midst of murder hornet capital <laughs> craziness. No, I totally agree. But, I mean, it's just like the same as our drop bear thing, you know? Like, they're prehistoric creatures. They were there before us. They'll probably be here after us. We just got to figure out how to live around them, you know? So it's like, you guys got to figure out how to launch a dirt bike website in the middle of the killer hornet swarm. Dude, not, they're not killer, they're murderers, man. We're like, going, well, I guess they're, they're one and the same. It's synonymous. We're going to go still. through them, not around Yeah, but murder's got intent behind it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can kill, like, as an animal without any, like, intent. But if you're, like, a murderous hornet, it's like, there's some legit fucking malice it's, involved in that. It's yeah. premeditated. Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, thank God we didn't go outside this whole time, dude. I'm telling you, bro. imagine what could have happened. The the pandemic. So like pretty much. Yeah. So like since you guys closed the the verb down, like the hornets have been like what stopped this whole thing <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, we had a uh, Wado banned us. We we're doping. <laughs> yeah and we finally got cleared it was like a five-year yeah it, I, you know i now that i think about it it might have been your boy streeter that turned me in after the bc bike race he saw how much we were I blood crushed, doping in BC. he saw how much i was crushing the hills and he turned me in and we got a four-year suspension it was him all along dude uh how about maybe maybe it was uh done because of the uh i, I don't know if you know Wes. i blew us out for like our our Adderall usage on those podcasts. That maybe there's like some film commission that's like blown us out for Adderall usage. There might have been performance enhancing drugs in the day. We had to stay up a lot of days. Yeah, I, it was funny. We, we were on the way back from Bremen today on for this clip that we're shooting for the launch video, and we're we're. We were talking about how like everybody thinks it was so cool and all this, and I'm like, you know, when, when most someone someone's like, I miss Verb. I usually just sit there and reflect, like, I don't even know how it was possible. Like, the shit that we somehow pulled off to this day, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I could do it now, much less with a fraction of the equipment and knowledge that I had then. Yeah, dude, the, the setup, like, the, 
one of the cool things for me is like, especially with you two guys, like everything nowadays is on a bit of a different level. But you like Motocross Nations 2010, that the motorhome of fucking complete debauchery. Like Stallo, like you were fucking pissed. Like, dude, the only I I named like the most outlandish shit I could possibly dream of, and I was like, hey, just don't do this tonight, and everything came true, dude. (laughs) Everything (laughs) came true, mostly in part to Jace. Oh my god, we we won't air it, but holy shit. Nah, you can air it out. I don't give a fuck. I literally said, look, have fun. Don't throw up in the middle of the fucking party. Boomer pukes on everybody in the middle of the party. And I said, don't go bag any chicks it, up on the freaking stand, top stands of the freaking, uh, of the Dacians podium. And of course, you roll up and do exactly that, dude. Like, exactly that. Fuck. And we got reamed so bad. Like, ugh. I don't. The, we didn't get caught for Jace. We got caught for Bulmer. Bulmer no, was. Bulmer brought those chicks back to the motorhome, and everybody. Freaked. Yeah, but at least they didn't get caught doing that on the podium. Yeah. We yeah. they only we only got caught for bringing these crazy loud chicks back to the motorhome in the Red Bull Bulmer VIP area at three a.m. Oh gosh, was, so, that's the most terrible best story ever. And unless don't, like, unless you live through it, you just don't understand. That shit was fun oh, though, wasn't it? Dude, the chick that was screaming, so like David Bulmer is in the toilet puking. So Bulmer's a, a, an English person. So he's in there and this chick's like trying to get him to the bathroom of this fucking tiny motorhome, like banging on the door. And then Bulmer's like, just leave me alone. I'm not feeling very well. And we're just like, we're just like, uh, yeah, just, I feel like you probably just leave him alone. She's like, what? Y'all are keeping an English slave in there? This ain't the 1960s. We abolished slavery. Dude. She, she straight up thought he was a slave. So she got him out of the bathroom and remember rolled him on the floor. Dude. And she was like, baby, get Just up, please, baby. everywhere. Please, baby, get up. I, like, I swear I've I'll never, take care of you. I have never laid a hand on a female in my life. It's the closest I ever want to just smack the shit out of somebody like, as hard <laughs> as I could, dude. Remember, she was going to get him a green card. Oh, I'm she, gonna, I love you. I'm going to get you a She green had card. like these three oh. things that she went on repeat for like 45 minutes. I, baby, get up. I'll get you a green card. I'll cook you spaghetti every day. And there was one other thing. I'm going to get you a job. <laughs> She As legitimately it, thought like, we were keeping an saying, English slave. I will pay you $1,000 to shut the fuck up. Like, $1,000, please shut the fuck up. Like, that's all I want. Just please, God, shut up. I think she, they were they were making so much racket, the police finally came and, like, escorted them oh, off the property, awful, right? dude. It was awful. I forgot how they left. It dude, was three I, hours. I threw out... So, this whole time, too. I need to preface this whole time. Wes is working on the Red Bull edit. That like came out like the post event clip. The it was a TV day. edit. So what? Well, Wes is just sitting there with like headphones on, like noise canceling headphones. The whole fuck this. The motorhome is like literally a zoo. And then, not to mention, Gary was like half hooking up with her, and they were like getting super weird. I'm above <laughs> the fucking. I'm above the driver's seat <laughs> going oh to town. And Wes, poor Wes is just like. Just sitting there trying to get this edit done, dude. It was the funniest shit ever. Yeah, been. I'm doing like the I official think... event edit release or whatever. Like the main clip that goes out to the world. And here I am just... 
Oh, we were trying to be so pro. <laughs> the police were banging on the door first because Bulmer was throwing up, and then I got him in. I got him in the motorhome, then he snuck back out and went to a different spot where no, we put him behind the motorhome. I remember I was trying to walk Bulmer back, and this like big wig from Red Bull rolls up, and you know, he was like, what's going on? I was like, hey, man, it's cool, it's cool. And he goes, no, it's not fucking cool. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh. I thought my Red Bull career was done that For night. For sure. But Dude, like, I remember the... I remember the morning and I'm like, I was, I think maybe I was like 21. Like I had zero skin in the game. At this point. <laughs> like I was on a day rate. Like, you remember the walkie-talkies? Yeah, dude. Yeah. We had, we all had headsets on. Yeah. That was fun. Dude, someone, I've got, I've actually got a photo of uh, me at the top of the hill, like where the start straight is. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm standing there with like my Australia shirt on and like a green and gold bandana and then like the fucking start of the thing but I, I dude i remember waking up in the morning just being like that was the weirdest fucking night ever and you you guys were still just like so pissed and in my mind i'm like dude everything's fine like it's gonna be fine and you guys were not having it out eh? <laughs> yeah we were pretty mad we thought like we had worked really hard to get to that point <laughs> Oh. And we had finally just gotten our break. Like 2010 was really the year that we made like some banner improvements across the board with verb and uh, like production work. So yeah, I thought I thought in that moment everything was come crumbling down. But hey, here we are, starting a dirt bike website again. Yeah. <laughs> the same dirt bike website, nonetheless. Oh, dude, we just like yeah, that was to the, that time. I don't know whether it's like. I feel like looking back, it's like we're all kind of adults now, I guess. And it's like, I don't know, technically us, we're supposed to be adults back then. But it's like, I kind of look on those days of filming with you guys as like our kind of like rock star days in a way, you know, like we sort of like didn't really have any responsibility really. Like, I mean, you guys kind of did, but it was like, I don't but we know, did we it in the most punk rock ways possible. Like, even What's though we that? had responsible responsibility, we did it in the most punk rock way possible. Dude, and, like, the way that we used to, the drives that we used to do, like, for me and Wes, I don't know how many times me and Wes just drove from, like, Georgia to Florida, like, eight hours just to, like, shoot, and we'd drive all through the fucking night, literally get to the shoot, pop a couple Adderall, and then just shoot all fucking day, and then drive home all fucking night, and then, like, we'd be, have, like, what? an hour and 45 minutes sleep, I'd complain about getting Dunkin' Donuts, and then we'd just get up and start editing. And then, like, it was just this constant stream of just, like, doing the weirdest shit imaginable and pulling it off, and it was, like, always good and always fun. Dude, and we were doing it, like, for a lot of years for, like, what, like, zero dollars. Like, many, many years we like for zero dollars. Zero dollars like. and then breaking <laughs> even, and then... Like, yeah, the 2010 was when we finally started making, like, $1,000. And then we thought we blew it all at the designation. So it's like, <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> We're done. Oh, uh, that was oh, good. Oh, dude. And even, like, it's it was just so funny, like, the places that you can end up to. Like, the last trip me and Wes did together was President's Cup for the golf. And, like... We were fucking a hundred meters away from Trump in this like <laughs> on total accident at the golf. We somehow got these crazy badass passes for the sixteenth hole, 
We're just sitting there. We got the VIP access. We're drinking all these beers that we're getting for free somehow. We, I don't even think we paid to get into the event. Like somehow we got these passes. And then Trump's 100 feet from us giving the damn speech. We had front row seats. Oh my God. Yeah, it was dude. just like so. This is the best and golf tournament I've to... It was a tremendous golf tournament. <laughs> it's the best golf tournament in the world. But then like, and then even going out that night, it was like, one of the one of the guys that was with us, we we're like, in the in the morning, they come to the theater. He's like, "Man, I spent way too much money last night." I'm like, "What are we talking here?" He's like, "I don't know, man. Like seventy grand." I was like, oh, "That's like a loaded really did, fucking dude. tundra, bro. <laughs> like, you just spent a tundra last night for nothing." <laughs> What's your receipt look like? And like, dude? we don't. I don't know. I still to this like, day don't know how Jace got us mixed in with this group of people. We we went to these clubs. And like, yeah, it was a $20,000 table minimum. And, and then like a few of these dudes are throwing down, oh, hey, I got this, I got five grand on it. And I'm like, me and Chase are like, I'm out, bro. I gotta go to the bathroom, man. I'm going over to watch Netflix. <laughs> Come back, hey, th- did you guys get all that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, it was like, I don't know. I just look back at that as like, that was the fun time where, I, but I don't know, it's like we, everyone learned so much in that period as well you know like the the way that everyone can kind of progress and it, I, I don't know just like everything got more legit and more official and like bigger budgets and more money and stuff but I don't know like it never the vibe like really never changed which I always just thought was like the most dope thing about working with you guys and like Donna partying is a good example of that homegrown like at homegrown, we're like fucking crushing beers every single night and having like tournaments in the batting cage. Like we we're coming up with the most random shit ever in like this fucking barn. So it's like I don't know, man. We just had the craziest, like funnest times at these really big, important things that were worth like a lot of money. Well, <laughs> you know what though? That it was so much of wanting to have fun, but the passion is what drove it. Like it, it always hurt in the morning, but we we're like always so hyped to get up in the morning. And I, I'd say even now the foundation of verb is still that exact same thing. We still like love everything about pro dirt bikes, amateur dirt bikes, the whole culture about it. Uh, we're just as passionate and we obviously that fun aspect is something that never left and we never want to have go away. So, you know, verb's still back and it's, like original, original and purest form almost. So probably even like pre, pre like when we did ever make some money, you know, because it was like this time around it, we're stripping out even the, the bits of seriousness we had before. Like we're probably gonna leave that in the past and just take on all the funny <laughs> shit that we always did. Like that's what it's all about. Because I, I, one of the biggest yeah, things so right now is we're not really gonna like try to take on too many advertisers off the rip so we could have our own voice that's kind of not jaded by anybody's opinion or um or money yeah <laughs> so yeah frankly so yeah i mean it, it, i have a feeling this time around it's just going to be nothing but fun so if last time was fun hopefully uh hopefully we're buckle on up. <laughs> we're, yeah, buckle up. yeah we're, buckle we're up. about to go for a ride <laughs> uh, my dog is scratching so- talk to him for a second <laughs> <clears throat> so what's I guess like what's just the the plan in general this time around and like why did it well why did it go away to start with and then um why is it coming back uh like the go away I mean that one goes pretty deep like there was I think everybody probably has a, a different go away story like I was gonna get married um 
Like, there were some issues with me and a couple dudes, and then, you know, maybe Campo. Like, we, we're all good now, but, you know, you, you're business partners for five years, so you kind of go through that part, right? Uh, and then I think, like, I was going to have a kid. We're traveling 200 days a year in a fucking motorhome with nine dudes, and I was like, eh, all right, like, probably time to... You know, I was still making like, you know, a thousand bucks a month or something. I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't know if this is going to work right now. So, uh, <laughs> so we just we just hung it up. Like I hung it up a couple years, you know, or so. So I sold what I kind of had to uh, to, you know, the rest of the partners. Um, and I just ghosted, man. Like, I mean, I followed Moto all along, but I, don't, I mean, I haven't been in the in the sport like in any sort of professional capacity since like that was just I, I think out. what it really boils down to is is what Brent was saying it, it was just everybody growing up because uh, we we're all different age brackets Campo's a little bit older than Brent Brent's a little bit older than me I was the youngest one but you know we we were all making piss poor money and and you know after five six years of pounding the pavement like that there's only so much you can take uh, before you know animosity is it makes it that much easier for animosity to boil over i think so like mm -hmm. especially after brent left like so so much of the dynamic changed between us and especially me i was just ready to move on to another part of life as was andrew clinton adam um and it was honestly for the best i think it, it never could have worked the way it was just because everybody had different personal ambitions and so at the time yeah we, we left we left on top which was great um, and, and we put it to bed. We never thought we'd be in this position now, but I mean, shoot, we started talking a few years ago and like we slowly started chipping away at it. And, and Brent and I were the original partners. Uh, Campo was pretty much right there too with us, but I don't know, we, we were spitting around the idea and it just, uh, I don't know, we always had the right, me and him always had the right chemistry, the right mixture and, and love and passion for it all. So uh, I think now that we're back to the grassroots level of where it started in 07, uh, we, got, we got the right formula. Well, I think that it's interesting to note. Obviously, like I know quite a lot about the backstory uh, when it comes to exactly how and like it all sort of went down. And I think that from my point of view, I mean, you're a kid, like you were doing Go Creations. You come from like, you're just West, like your story alone of like where you've come from to where you are now is like fucking incredible. And it makes sense that when you kind of look back, it's like you were just a young kid that started Go Creations and filming and like you were, you raced Loretta's as a C-class dude. Like you literally were just like the moto kid that, that started filming. So it's like for you to like start this business and then you didn't have the skills that it took to like create verb and then you know like on a business sense it's like you kind of have to take on multiple partners but it's like there's sort of not with what you were doing <clears throat> like if it was just you and brent the whole time you probably couldn't have got the website to where no, it was no. and everything like that but then it just gets so messy when like what, how many was there like eight people that were involved it, in it, it was at one six all together i think include my six. mom was our accountant slash yeah. finance uh, guru so like they, yeah there were six all together uh brent and i owned the majority at the beginning but we didn't have any money so yeah we needed a badass web developer badass graphic designer campo came in as, as our marketing sales guy and then then leslie too and then i i think after 18 beers one night uh, i brought brent the great idea of uh splitting equity equal across the line and <laughs> if we could pinpoint one when uh one thing that we probably could go back and change it could be that 
Um, but you know what? I, I look back now and I, I don't regret Without, it because like we went when we went pro, like when we really went pro, and it was when all that happened though. Like before that, like if you look back at the at the product we were producing back then, like the videos were still kick ass. The website sucked. Like we didn't understand merch. We didn't understand really much. Like Adam came in and he was. He's got like a Google mind, you know, like he can work anywhere. He just yeah, likes to freaking he's travel. Smart he's a smart dude. Like he's a six figure guy that we were just lucky enough to lucky get. enough to have him as part. But we got him through Clint, who was a six figure graphics guy. And he's a graph like so collectively, if if all five of us work together still, like it was a good team of guys, man. Like those, it was it was honestly yeah. a great team of guys. We just had again different personal ambitions yeah, and dreams for where it could go. Um and, and Clinton and uh, Clint was a dirt bike guy that kind of got out of it, I think. Andrew's still a major motocross and mo or dirt motorcycle guru, and then uh, Adam was never a moto guy. So like, I think our passions were always kind of interweaved at different levels. And I was so over the top passionate about everything we did, and I like probably to a detriment of our collective health as a company. Yeah. So, but Britt and I have always shared that next level passion. So that like both of us push each other no matter what it is like honestly like when we started vert or we talked about this three four or five months ago verb was gonna we were just gonna start a instagram, instagram page with a maybe a blog once a month on the site and now we got the full-blown site <laughs> rebuilt that me and him have sat on wordpress for the last four months with all these murder hornets figuring out how to do this shit again so it's uh I don't know. It's what we. I feel like what we've got going again is again back just to our grassroots level of of passion, love, and uh, and I think that's going to help us excel this time around. Yeah. So what what is then like the plan? What does the model look like? Because I guess too, like maybe before you even talk about that, what's like the model that it was like, cause you guys were making like a lot of money. Like there was actually a lot yeah. of money coming through, but there was again, a lot of money like the way that the business is structured. Well, I there think, was a lot of money. There's a lot of people. Well, I think, yeah, I think we were yeah. like, our overhead was too big for what we really needed to accomplish everything. It was just too much overhead. And so just too many hens in the hen house. Right. Like, so I think the model's different this time. Uh, the approach is probably a little bit different. Uh, how we think we can, like do content, which is really our number one goal. Like when we started talking about this, I think it was like three months before we even started talking about how are we going to make money. It was just all, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to post? How are we going to do it? How are we going to make it more different than that verb was? Uh, and then, and then eventually like, how are we going to make money? And then that's going to be different too, just because of the way ad spends work now, Google, Instagram, Facebook, like, the, the, the it's, a dollars, world. it's a different world that we're kind of living. So like we can get into detail, but like the, the product's going to be different. The way it's financed is going to be different. Uh, and then some of the stuff we're going to do is still going to be like, we get scared to death to hit like post uh, still because we're doing <laughs> some ridiculous shit this time. But yeah, I, it used to be fully ad supported. It was all ads. It's, yeah. it's, and it, it was something that like when we started, nobody even believed in. So by 09, 07 to 09, we didn't make any money because no one believed in it. Then 09 till we closed it, there was this huge rush, especially like 12 and 13, everybody wanted banner ads. But that takes a lot of people and a lot of phone calls and a lot of managing. And like, bottom line, I still have a full-time job. He still has a full-time job uh, that we can't leave. 
like I still got, we still got house payments. He's got a family. Um, you know, I got plenty of people around me on my side that I support and, and pay for all our production work. So it's not like we can just hit stop on everything else. This has to grow organically from the ground up. So um, while it would be cool to go after ads, I like Brent said, it's just a different world, a different model now. So even if we did have the money to hire an ad guy right now, I don't think it'd be nearly sustainable, uh, you know, enough money to sustain us for even the, the intermittent time right now. Like, and especially going forward, it, it takes a lot of money to do what we do. So, you know, hopefully we find, uh, find a way to navigate that. It's crazy when when you think about Verb, and for me, I wonder what would have happened to my life if Verb didn't exist. And that, sucked, that would right? be the same. I sucked. mean, your life would have It'd sucked. It'd be terrible. Yeah, you'd have a shitty life. I'd be fucking... You'd probably still be sleeping <laughs> at Palo be... looking for a ride home. <laughs> Dude, straight up. But even, I mean, like, that shit, like, I don't even think I've ever fucking told that story on here, dude. Like... So me and Wes had only ever talked on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> and I had like this, I had like this loose, loose, loose plan when I got to America. I had Miss California pick me up from LAX and drop me to Parla Preste. <laughs> what was this? 09? Was this 09? <laughs> 2010, dude. Okay, 2000. And, yep, uh, yep, yep. And like literally my plan after flying 16 hours from Australia to LA was to get a ride with this fucking chick I'd obviously never met and only, again, only talked to on Facebook Messenger and then get a ride from LAX to Parler Press Day and kind of hope Wes was there and kind of <laughs> hope he'd be down to like put me up for the night. <laughs> and put... It's a ballsy move, dude. <laughs> And so Walt, <laughs> We're gotten... Walt had just moved into his house in Canyon Lake. Yeah, I remember that. And time. so I remember his, his, it was just us. We didn't have any beds or anything in there. We we're sleeping on air mattresses, I'm pretty sure. Right, Jay? So it was like the second, yeah. first or second night we'd even been there. And so... The only thing that was there was a pool table. Yep. And so, yeah, you came back with us and it was just me, you, and Walt. And then you ended up staying for like a month and a half, didn't you? <laughs> no, like three, bro. <laughs> I, had, I had i had two grand in my bank like that's literally my i had two grand and a fucking camera uh, but i mean like that shit like verb essentially changed my life like you know what i mean you, you obviously don't know like what you wouldn't have done if it wasn't around but like that was to me like such a huge stepping stone and you look at all the people that came through like Walt, but like Walt just shot a fucking commercial for Future, bro. Uh, a music video for Future. Like you got Tom, Tom Janae. You've got like all these fucking Swanee. people. Like, yeah, dude, Ryan Swanberg. Like so many fucking people that came from like the Verb universe. And I mean, even Berriman. Like you guys were the first people to put Berriman on. Like, I mean, there's but so ma many mainly people through like Walt. That. But I mean, think about so much of that was Walt in California. Uh, Walt, he, Walt was like, like just like you said, like Walt's house in California. It became like the uh, like the Silicon house. Valley, like yeah. a, 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 what is it, the incubator? It was. We dude. just sat there, and so, and, so, like Swan, me, Jason Crane, you, mm -hmm. uh, Jace. Um, I mean, Gary would be over Gary, there. Gary, Bull, yeah, and then Gary Bulmer. Barry was always over there. Bulmer so, like, even. Huh. 
Oh, I said, yeah, like Bulma. Oh, yep. yeah, everybody. It yep. was like, and dude, when Walt came on, like we were starting to get really big and Walt had just so much style and like his style was different than Wes's style, but like he was this cool kid who had a killer work ethic, which didn't go along with his personality. Like he didn't, you wouldn't look at him and be like, that kid crushes. Uh, he always did. Because he was just kind of laid back, like whatever, dude. Uh, so, but yeah. he crushed, like, and he was cool as shit. And like he had California on lockdown for Verb, like. I mean, he was de- he's without definitely. Without him, like, he was a huge part yeah, in, like, I, our West Coast I don't West know that Verb would have ever had the push it did. Like, the insurgents we had in 09 Dude, and Dude, him 10. going out and shooting, like, Cole Seeley and uh, Kyle Engel out in the hills. Like, he was always just crushing Verb videos and not there. And not to mention, even when that did happen, like, he moved, like him being based in California with Papa Don, I'd go out there, even though I had a place up in Greenville with you, mm-hmm. I'd go out and stay with Walt for three months at a time. Oh, yeah. I and remember. We'd be working on Red Bull stuff and Verb stuff, and it was crazy. Walt and I were always on like different schedules. He's always been like the night owl, and I've always been the get up at you know six or seven a.m. and go to bed at ten o'clock at night. Like he'd get up at seven at night, and then just I'd we basically night. I'd basically see him in the morning, and he'd be like, "Yo, dude, I got like three edits done," and I'd be like, "What?" And I'd go in there, and I'd be like, "Dude, this shit's so sick," and he'd be like, "Cool, I'm gonna go to bed." So it was crazy. Dude, it was how, such like a it was such a culture shock for me because I'd come to, like, I'd obviously never been to America before. Like, I'd never fucking smoked weed. I'd never done, like, there's all this shit. Like, I was just kind of going there, just super green. And we'd, we'd me and Wes would, like, go out, shoot all fucking day, come back. And, yeah, like, Walt's, like, making his morning coffee at, like, 5.30 in the <laughs> afternoon. And then he, like, he's wearing, like, a robe. His hair's fucking crazy. Goes into his room, starts smoking weed through a snorkel. And then, like, <laughs> we just hand him hard drives. And then, like, we get up in the morning. And, like, we, we go to bed, get up in the morning, do, like, the old switcheroo through the hallway. And then, like, we just, first thing we do, go into Walt's room, smoke weed through a snorkel, and we watch, like, the dopest fucking dirt bike shit ever. It was just, like, this is the... It was such a fucking weird life. And, like, really that was. analogy of, like, that, that Silicon Valley, it kind of was, like coding and it's you know what i mean like you see those guys that like made those websites like facebook and fucking instagram and everything and it's like oh, that's what they did it was like this weird house that was 24 7 it was just on like yeah, a that's rotation totally what it was we and had an incubator it, we sort of did do and i mean i say we very loosely like i just kind of jumped i in mean yeah it was definitely like papa don and walt but that we we just inhabited the incubator yeah but how cool was it like for them to house us for months at a time like he and they loved it i mean papa don like our so much of our success is definitely oh to that whole family dude like they were i mean i still talk to walt and you know what every time i call him he picks up the phone he's like dude dude i'm like what are you doing man he's like every time you call i gotta pick it up i'm in a monster shoot dude i'm like all right i'll call you later Hey, speaking of, keep yeah, going. I'm, I'm going like, to come back with some uh, Ryan Walters inspired gear. Yeah, it was just like a, um, I just feel like everybody that was in that crew and everybody that kind of like, I guess to make it in that crew, you've just got to be down for like an alternate lifestyle because that's really just what it was. You know you what know? it was, dude? Like, you know, the bros in the industry, like the standoffish kind of that whole vibe right like we always hated that yeah. and so like our whole thing was always like hey 
if you got that kind of attitude, one, we're going to punk your ass first. Like, you're going to get hammered. Like, we're going to expose you pretty quick. And then two... A la my dolphin. <laughs> right? I mean, that's exactly where that came from. So, like, and then yeah. two, we wanted to be the like the most pro at everything we did, but also, like, the most approachable, fun. Like, if you're down to hang out and just be a cool guy and rip a beer, like, you're in. Like, it, there was no excluding of anybody as long as you were just a normal dude. You know what I mean? Like, so that was always been, like, our stick. Like, we never wanted to be like that. Oh, check those out, dude. Well, the, you yeah, shout out to Walt. No, I, I, I've used these to mountain biking. Like, uh, Walt, Walt, Walt's whole thing was, quality they are. Walt was like, hey, let's cut, you cut the fingers out to make them filming gloves, but I, I don't film with gloves like Walt, so I ride mountain bikes with gloves, so they work really well for that. Um, yeah, and the thing too, hey, like, thanks, you boys, and I mean me as well, like, I'm a fucking nerd, bro. Like, I'm just, I'm just a nerd. I like to do all my tech shit i like to fuck with cameras i like to I'm, i wouldn't say like i'm a traditionally cool dude in that jock fucking yeah bro you're not sense of the word, no you're you know? totally not you're and not it's a like cool dude. i'm just kidding but you guys are fucking nerds too <laughs> and it's like you know what i mean but like verb was kind of like the cool nerds essentially yeah no, totally like, you guys were down to hang with everybody and, like, some of the shit we used to, like, talk about and laugh about would just be, like, super fucking lame to basically everybody else. <laughs> but it's, like, there was just something that was cool about, like, all of these, like, kind of moto nerds coming together. None of us were very fast. You know what I mean? Like, none of us were going to hey, be I made, made Loretta's in... bitch. You did make Loretta's. Yeah, but... <laughs> but... Whatever. Hey, I raced Jimmy Albertson <laughs> and Michael Apaglia. Ooh, dude. All right. Sandbaggers. Do you race them or you were just on the same track? <laughs> you were on the same track, dude. You didn't race Is there them. a distinction? <laughs> I took off on the start line. With them, I raced them. So I you were on the same track. Now. I don't know. <laughs> saw them when they, you saw them when they lapped you. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of like, that's kind of what Verb really was, right? Was just like this gathering of like kind of cool nerds that it's not like, yeah, it wasn't like the traditional kind of bro vibe that you kind of did get in the industry. And then it all, it sort of was like you guys did so much dope shit over so long and like created a new cool that it's like you guys almost just like were cool by fucking proxy. Like, oh, wait, that, those are the dudes that made verb. Like, they actually are like the coolest guys. <laughs> now. Either the coolest dudes or the grungiest, dirtiest, smelliest. I don't know. One thing we one always had, yeah, like, I will say this, like, in, and this was, like, literally everybody, like, from you to Walt to Gaz and Boomer and Wes and, like, Travis Stewart and, like, Robo Rob, all the dudes that helped us over the years, like, we, we threw down, man, like, we had fun, but, like, we also, like, had a, we were, like, bloody focused on, you like the bloody because it's whole yeah. Australian thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. I threw that in for you. Uh, <laughs> but we were focused on the on the prize like we yeah, knew you, you had we'd to stay up done. till five in the morning like you you had to get your work done like if you had if you didn't have internet find it like if yeah. you couldn't there were no excuses yeah. to like getting what was on your plate done and everybody bought into that and like a lot of dudes bought into it just because they were just hanging with us like they weren't making and that's money. why it's hard for me to believe what we did do, that we did what we did because the the mm -hmm. amount of three and four a.m. mornings i still get like ptsd from it like I'll wake up in the morning sometimes. Like if there's a hard drive running by me, I can't sleep because I hear it click and I think Something's, like crazy yeah. shit's happening with my hard drive. I swear to God. Like, and I'll wake up in the morning thinking my upload failed or something. Like so many remnants of 
like 07 to 2010, like still haunt me to this day. And to what? Get like a daily Minios video up? Yeah, like I that know. was like, like, like me and Robo back. Rob, I, I remember we trade off like watching it, uh, watching the thing upload because shit used to upload at like 12 kilobytes a second, right? Mm -hmm. So it, like for a 200 meg FLV file, it would literally take six hours, but if it, it would, you could resume it if it stopped. But like, I remember, like I have all these photos on my old computer of like Rob sitting here like this. And then, but like you'd set your phone alarm for every like 20 minutes to like wake up and check the upload. I remember. And it's like, we did that every day for weeks on end, something like the Ponca Loretta's weeks. Like, I don't know how it was possible. I could not do it today. If you told me, hey, I got a million dollars to replicate what you guys used to do, I'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> Dude, I feel the same way, man. Like even the way that we used to travel was so fucking traumatic to me. Like <laughs> I used to just dread. <laughs> I used to fucking dread airports, bro. Like, and even now, like I'm fine with flying. Like being on airplanes, fine. But like I was straight up fucking exhausted by the time I got on any airplane flight, my back was fucked. My neck was fucked. Like but we used to do runs where we'd have a rental car, which was always a van. It was always full. Like you never had a seat in a car that didn't have like a red case or something on you. So like you'd land at an airport, who knows how long you've got like maybe a four hour drive with like a red case on your leg with like smelly ass fucking dudes. And then you'd like do the shoot. You're not sleeping at all. And then you come back from the shoot and it's like, it was, it literally like, that's my PTSD is like dealing with fucking rental cars and 30 fucking red cases. And just like all of the shit that you would have to go through to check in all of your luggage. And then I used to get stopped at TSA every single time. <laughs> so then you'd have to deal with like all the TSA stuff. Like it was just even the money, like the day rate I got paid for a travel day was what was it like 250 we used to like do um, for like probably, 500 yeah, or something right. like that That's like we pretty used... standard i wouldn't do that now like if you said to me like here's 500 bucks to like take all this shit nope. i'm like fuck dude no hey. i can make 500 dollars way easier <laughs> it's crazy like i i tell aubrey and my mom all the time the gnarliest part of my job is not going out and humping it in 100 degree heat shooting for 10 hours it's normally the fact that I travel by myself, which means I have 600 pounds of shit that I have to get from my car to the check gate or, you know, to check in. I got to get all of it to there by myself. And then when I land at airports that I've never been to, try putting that shit on a rental car bus without a cart. And then when you get yeah. to the rental car place, there's no carts at the rental car place. So you somehow have to look at all your shit and, and decide how you're gonna walk a mile with this shit to get to your car. So it's like you drag each case two feet at a time. It takes like three hours to get to the damn car. Still it's, doing it, dude. He's still doing it. I still it. live it. It sucks balls. I know you do. You're fucking crazy. I, I uh, like that's, that's what I was like. I'm done, everyone. I have a studio now. If you want to do some shit, come see the fucking studio. Go to me. Like, or get on Skype, apparently. When the but it's taken murder hornets for the Skype calls to finally happen because I I've been trying this for well, a few dude, years. I mentioned that I was like, dude, now that the murder hornets are here, maybe Jace will let us on through just Skype or video conference. And, and yeah, it, it happened. No, nah, but the, I it's so true, man. Like, and I think that's why we're all such good friends. Like, you guys will be my friends 
forever because oh no i i kind of after this i don't know man (laughs) like i I just needed to get this i wanted to get this like exposure and marketing for verb and then i don't know dude after this might be i know we're gonna do (laughs) (laughs) but like it's so what we did i mean i guess everyone's got like their own levels of like super hard shit but it's like we just it was a unique experience like the stuff that we did together like was very, very unique. And it was like in the trenches. I definitely learned what real hard work is through that. And I mean, even like when um, I just, I went to Townley's and I did his dirt bike tour thing and he didn't expect any videos or nothing. Like he just wanted, all Townley thought I was gonna do would be like post stories from the thing and just like tag him. He didn't want me to work. He's just like wanted me to ride and have fun. We made a, like a dope edit every single day of that tour. And I, I got up at six, rode all day, had a dude there filming, got his footage, edited till midnight, and then got up at six. And I just did that every single day. And BT was just like... You're like, an animal. He obviously used to... Yeah, he used to work hard. Like he fucking... He trained for to win motocross world titles. And he was just like, dude, you fucking go hard when you're doing this shit. And I'm like, this is nothing, bro. This is like the holiday edition of what I'm doing. Like, this still feels like a holiday to me. Like, the stuff that we were forced to do, and that's really what it was, right? It was necessity. Like, there was no other way. We had deliverables, and then we had all of this. That's just what you have to do to make it happen. But it's like, I, I really did learn how to embrace a lifestyle of just, like, really fucking grinding. And that came from you guys, dude. I'll take that. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we got smarter this time around and we don't have to do that again. Yeah. (laughs) But there was, there was like a weird allure to it though. I've been up since four o'clock this morning though. So if that means anything. Uh, Yeah. We've gotten off to a good start. (laughs) Yeah. We're already grinding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's literally the same shit. (laughs) But there's like, there's a weird allure to it, dude. Like, I don't know. There's something that is kind of fulfilling about, yeah, like... it's fulfillment, man. That's all it is. It's that hard. Like, it, it's the personal fulfillment that you get from, like, doing it on your own. Like, it, sure, it's nice to go do something super badass and get a paycheck for it. And I, like, all the Red Bull and, or other production work that we do, I always feel super cool when I watch the end product. I'm like, damn, we did a good job on this. But there's just something different, like, when you're doing it on your own and you're not making a dime, but you look at your end product there and you're like, damn, I, I kind of did this with a small ass group of people. I really, really like that. Plus I, like I, we can do like, uh, especially with no advertisers, like we can do whatever we want. Like there's not like, mm-hmm. not like advertisers really ever ran verb, but like you don't shit where you eat. You know what I mean? Like you kind of know like, eh, there's a fine line at certain places you need to lay back. Like we don't have that right now. So we can kind of do anything like, we can do anything. Like, who's to say? It's literally Wes and I that'll go, or, you know, Chase or somebody else. It's like, hey, should we do that? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like, who cares? We can do whatever we want. Like, it's, it's fun to be edgy. We can push it a little bit farther. Like, it's fun to have the creative power. Like, we'll still reel back. Like, we know where to stop. Like, we aren't going to be too too far. But, like, to have the create the creative just juice to just two or three people go, yeah, let's run it. We can do it. That, that That feels cool. And, like, you don't get that everywhere. Well, I mean, that was one of the biggest things for me starting this 
is I wanted to just do my own thing. Like, I'm a pretty fucking rough around the edges person, really. Like, I, I don't like to fit the clean cut mold. And I mean, even this, like, this week, I've been getting people on YouTube be like, well, we should do this. We should, like, be more professional. I'm like, dude, I'm that, that. Like, I'm kind of not that guy. Like, that dude sort of exists, you know? It's like, I just want to do my own thing. Like, this is fun for me. And it's like, this stuff right now, like us just talking as, as mates or me talking to new people that I don't know, that's, it's like selfish. Like that's just for me. And then it's like, I hope that by putting it out there, people enjoy it as well. And then you can monetize, like, I guess people's enjoyment of a thing you produce, but it feels good, man. And like, there's no revisions. Like that feels if good. I, I don't, I'm, I don't have to do a revision ever. Because there's no one telling me like, hey, you can't say that or this or that. Man, and the media landscape is just different now too. Like so many people, I mean, especially with this like Joe Rogan $100 million Spotify deal. He's just literally, he made that $100 million by talking about drugs, DMT, mixed martial arts, and like weird science shit. It's like, if that hasn't legitimized the, like, the need for weird alternative media that wouldn't exactly fit in like the normal kind of box, it's like nowadays I feel like there's kind of a license to just do whatever. And it's like there is an audience out there for it. Yeah, I mean like 100%. Uh, I, it, we always had a rule... And like what you've done super cool because I like I feel that when I watch your stuff like it's it's unique you know from even in podcasts are like hip right now right everybody's got a podcast like or a, you know something like but the way you do is very like is very is very cool and we always had that same like thing like if somebody else is doing it it's off the table like we don't even want don't bring mm -hmm. it like we're done with it like we don't not just so we can be different but just just because like look man that's what those guys are doing why rip it like why would we want to do that somebody else is already doing it what's the point because it's at that point like you lost the whole creative juice for it like it's done so um anyways that's how i think where we always had like our well, and, and it's just funny now you like i'm sure a lot of video guys are like man everything's already been done and it's crazy the amount of ideas that brit and i have come up with together for new videos and new video series and how to shoot them where to shoot them it's it's how to make them cost effective and like cost effective and yeah, yeah that, that's the biggest thing of how to do these things and not have it cost a hundred thousand dollars and and i don't know i'm so excited to put some of these ideas in motion because what we have up here is so unique that i make like i i it's crazy that i haven't tried to pitch this idea and style to other people but i think it's going to make what it, it'll be what makes verb recreate itself all over again it'll yeah. be our brand identity like holy shit in a world where it's so hard to do something unique and different we do something we like the ideas we got are very unique and different that i think people will really enjoy oh dude and like the this i guess just like the stable of talent that you guys have and like brent you're the dude that i just wish you and eli actually i both i'm like you two need to be on fucking stage like you can say one word at the, the perfect part that's like just literally like everyone just fucking loses their shit it's like that isn't in moto right now you know what i mean like eli did that with brodacross oh he was like, so good he kind of dude he was but, so you good. know it's like that sort of that stuff isn't really around and it's like you guys yeah there, there's a void your, 
Yeah, oh, there is. Dude, and for they... sure. And oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, you can think that shit's been done, but at the end of the day, the lens that people watch it through, like, context is constantly changing, and it's like one person gives you permission to do something else. It's like the way that Joe Rogan would give me permission to do this kind of thing, or the way that Eli gave Eli created his own lane and then that all of a sudden gave everybody else permission to do something different but along that same kind of line you know and then the way like when someone comes along and like changes the lens at which you watch something then that reinvents everything else that's been done before and it's like now you guys have a chance to there is a whole heap of shit that has never been done it might have been done similar the landscape's different the lens that people are going to watch it through is different and then you guys are different yeah yeah and like even like this time around like the way we're supported uh is going to be different right so like we talk a lot about you know if if fox wants to go release some new gear and they need to get sales right they're they're probably going to do a pretty large spin in just straight social, right? So Instagram, Facebook, and Google, those guys are running the show. Like 80, 90% of online ads are all going there. So like, how do we do this, right? How do we, how do we make it work? And then what kind of content do we drive? Because what we don't want to do is try to compete with Racer X, right? On, on the news front, like those guys are crushing. Like you can't, I'm not going to, one, we don't want to. We've always been down with those dudes anyways, but like, they do a very good job. Like I'm not, don't, we can't beat them to the photo gallery race report. Weege does what Weege does, or like Mathis is doing what Mathis does. Like those guys do it so well. So we used to do that and do like the Verb stuff. Now we're just gonna strip all that shit and just do what Verb was like probably really for. best best at. So like all the all the stuff that's kind of we we did just to say we were doing it, it's all gone. I think like this time around, I think it's going to be different. Yeah. It's not, it's not about posting 18 things a day anymore. Everything we do will be creative, unique, well thought out. And there's just no fluff. Everything on verb will have its own spin. So even if, you know, Ryan Dungey leaves Geico, there's going to be a press release on racer X. They'll probably write a story, but we want to be the place you come to, to read the, our take. If that makes sense, like, kind of like the onion style shit, right? Yeah, like I don't know. May, I, like, there's gonna be probably like all that's nothing but satiric. I think we have a level of satire in what we yeah. do, like seriousness mixed with that. And like, yeah, I think we'll have some full satire pieces. But you know, it's it's about knowing the balance. And uh, and and I'd say the racer acts or swap, like they're really good at what they do. Like Brent said, but you know, there's just no. There's nothing out there that's like, you know, over the top. They, they stay on this, this line with the audience that works for them. And I think we'll fill the void of, you know, people that want, uh, yeah. you know, a whole different take on, on, on moto. I and guess. even amateur, like dude, like amateur moto is that's taking a hit, thing. right? Like who, who knows who, who's the fast, who's the fifth fastest dude in the B stock class right now? Like, I don't like it. <laughs> but five years, six years ago, you knew. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So like even bringing back like that whole just amateur vibe again will be cool. Like just to give it a ton of love. Like it'll be fun to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, Vert, I, I think at the bottom of this all, Verb, we want it to be exactly what it was, maybe not to the fullest degree, but in, in a smarter degree. We still want to do all the fun stuff, but we just got to do it in a more manageable and efficient way, uh, financially and mentally, physically, all the above. Um, but I think we got a good recipe to, you know, start small and hopefully continue to press forward. And like you said, we, we the pool of talent that we still have within our group, um, you know, we still have we still people know across the, the world. Dudes, yeah, <laughs> we, we still, still know all the same dudes and yeah. all everybody still loves it. So, um, we're like the Mighty Ducks. I'm freaking Coach Bombay is coming out with the freaking, or Char Charlie's the one. That's, Coach quack. Bombay. Quack, quack. <laughs> get our rollerblades and get the flying V going on. How do you remember his name was Coach Bombay? <laughs> See, you fucking I'll give you nuts, a knuckle bro. puck right in the face, bitch. <laughs> oh, Emilio Estevez is best role. He was cool as shit, man. I wanted to be Charlie. Isn't that the same dude? Charlie was cool. The tr One Tree Hill, is that him? Yes, One Tree Hill guy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I was always so Dude, so. I used to live, I used to live probably a thousand kilometers from an ice skating rink, and like, I had fucking dreams, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the only Australian NHL player. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I didn't even want to play in the NHL. I just wanted to play in, like, fucking high school. It's like, <laughs> like you and the Jamaican America. bobsled team, dude. You're, like, the fucking <laughs> one-off dudes. You're out there doing the dude. imaginary flying V by yourself. <laughs> you're like, come on, crew. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> dude, we, me and my brother, we bought rollerblades. And we used to, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure every... I'm not even joking, bro. I'm sure every fucking kid in the 90s that didn't have like ice within a thousand miles of their place. Like we bought rollerblades, we bought the fucking ice hockey deal, like the sticks and a puck. And then we used to use a washing basket and then the alloy roller door, like a tin roller door. Yes. And this, we never got it in the basket. So like all my parents would hear would just be like, Bling. bang from the fucking, <laughs> from the roller door, just getting pumped with this dog shit puck. Oh, it was the coolest fuck. shit ever. Did, were you not a rollerblader? No, no, we had a, dude, my, uh, my pops built us up like a full 12 foot Tony Hawk, like full half pipe oh. in our backyard, in our woods behind Privileged our house. Bitch. And then we had a freaking dirt bike track that went around it. Like it was gangster. Like it was Could full you just acknowledge your privilege for a second? What did you say? Just you before we up? go, just, just acknowledge your privilege, mate. Oh, uh oh, buddy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, Hello. Yeah. Come again. All right, you're back. Say it again. Your white privilege literally fucked our Skype call. <laughs> dude, we lived out in the middle of the fucking country, dude. There was like nobody within 200 miles of us. <laughs> but he had a half pipe and a dirt bike track. <laughs> Just acknowledge your fucking privilege, bro. Dude, you got to embrace what you are, man. What do you want me to say? I was, I was dropping in on a big wheel. I was dropping in on a big wheel at seven, dude. Like, full on. <laughs> That's so gangster. Oh, fuck. What were, what were we talking about? So, no, you guys oh. were talking about rollerblades. <laughs> I was talking about getting the band back together via Mighty Duck. So, so it was a great <laughs> metaphor. metaphor for, um, yeah, they were great ice hockey players. And then it ended up with me being white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> 12 foot half pipe. Oh, it was like that. Oh, it was, oh, it was huge. That's crazy. Yeah. That's hectic. Your dad's a G. 
But I think one thing we haven't touched on yet is is like the no advertiser thing. Uh, our our biggest push yeah. So this what's time the model? Is is like hoping we're, we're wanting the people to support us. So like I, I don't know the best way to put this is we did we already did ten years of putting out a shitload of badass stuff and hoping people would support us. And so now that everybody knows what we can do, we're kind of doing it the other way around, hoping people will support us first, and that will give us the ability to go create all the badass stuff. So. It'll basically work, you know, if five people buy t-shirts, we'll go do five t-shirts worth of work that, that allows us to do. If 5,000 people buy t-shirts, gives us a lot more money to go do cool stuff. So that, it's, it's pretty simple. We, it's like... It's reader supported to like an extent. And then even on the, like on who we, dis, not who we decide, but like who, who fits us as our mold as like, as, a, as an ad partner, they're going to be... Um, that's going to be a real small pool of people, we think. And but we want to use Verb as a platform. Like we want our creative team to sit down with their creative team, and we crush, and we create unique ideas that around a platform that are only specific to our platform, that are traceable. And now we can say, hey, look, when you spend, when we're not just calling saying, hey, where's your 728 by 90 ad, or give it your skyscraper, and we'll run 50,000 impressions for however much money. When it's like, we want to see if we can, like, if we join everybody's minds together to really create, like, some cool, cool content and cool, like, ad campaigns, can that be really impactful? And just with a, like I said, we're going to be a pretty small group, so, like, if we, if and when we have advertisers, it's going to be a really small group of advertisers. Uh, it won't just be a, a money grab for whoever wants to get on the site. Well, it can't be. I yeah, mean, and I frankly, think frankly, like, we just don't have the people, and nor will we probably ever have the people to manage that amount of influx that we used to have. Like, I, I, there was, we had a few ad guys, and I mean, they'd be on the phone all day with you know twelve of our ad partners, and like, I just I, we don't have time for that. Like going back to the beginning of this conversation, we got full time. Yeah, to get in, lives. like you can't <laughs> expect any like reports or numbers or any <laughs> of that shit, dude. Yeah, just, you gotta <laughs> trust. None of that matters. Dude, it's kind of the same thing with me. Like, this is the reason why, I mean, I struggle uh, on the financial side of it with the podcast because, like, the ads is, like, it's real hard to manage. Like, and my, fuck, dude, I got really awesome partners that, like, don't expect monthly reports. Like, sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. But it's, like, you kind of in my mind, like I kind of just have needed people that are like, all right, it's just like literally me, like street is helping out. It's like, this is, this is like a no fucking people operation. And we're, we're getting like literally millions of fucking downloads. And it's like, that's a lot to manage just on its own, you know, like to, to kind of manage those partnerships. And even at the level that I do it, it's like, it's really fucking hard, man. And people always ask, like, why don't you have more sponsors? Why don't you get more sponsors? It's like, I know I could get more sponsors, but, like, that's a lot of people that you've got to, like, give attention to because there's money coming out of their account every month. And it's like, they, essentially, like, all the people that advertise with us now, they, like, they just trust and know that we're fucking doing, like, a lot of shit, you know? But it's, like, really hard to sort of grow, like, that without a dedicated ad manager and then you really start to you know get into like the reporting and like constant deals and con like it's it's literally a full-time job it's yeah which full-time jobs 
take a lot of money. So, especially to someone that knows what they're doing. So, yeah, we're uh, we're starting a lot smaller than that. And, yeah, I think we're crossing our fingers that a lot of people that have begged Verd to come back over the last five years really buck up and come and buy a T-shirt, buy a hat, come to an event that maybe we'll have in the next year. Like, it, it, it's just... I always said in the last years of Verb, if a tenth of our audience were to have supported us through any means of soft goods, uh, you know, we could have gone, taken the money a lot farther, made it probably a lot more uh, financially viable for everybody involved. Because again, we were paying ourselves pennies and working our our tails to the bone. So like, you know, eventually if, if they don't match up, it's like, what am I doing? So I, I think that's kind of what happened. And I think now, no matter what, like Verb will always be badass it's just how badass it will be will definitely depend on on the support that we get so um you know we'll we'll put our heart and soul into it as much as the people allow us to mm, yeah and i guess it's true you know like that was the big thing when verb went away when when something because i'd say verb is a legacy brand in motocross at this point you know like if you kind of that there would be like a lot of people that came into the sport over the last five years that wouldn't know what Verb is, obviously. But then it's like, as soon as it comes back, everybody that did know is like, hey man, like Verb was the shit. Like this was like the fucking thing. And it's like, though there were so many people when Verb closed down. I was over there with you guys when Verb did close. And it was like, it was, people were just like shocked. It was like someone died kind of in the industry, you know what I mean? And then people would constantly be saying like, when's it coming back? Bring it back. What's it going to take to bring it back? And it wasn't just like the industry. It was just average everyday people. And now I guess it, it will be interesting because it kind of, it's like, well, you guys asked for it and it's back. And now it's kind of up to everybody. And there was like, we thought the, like the window right now is probably closing on even our, like five years from now verb can't come back like it's too gone at that point mm. like but because right, our audience that would remember and still feel an attachment and a, a nostalgic value in it yeah probably like, would be gone like we've like we're still we we covered all the guys that are pro now right so like there our reach is still there with all those guys like to get back into the amateur guys is a bit easier because we just start kind of getting in with those guys. Like they're going to be stoked to get love that they don't get anyway. So, um, but we saw that window kind of going away a little bit. And it, even like when we just post a random thing on Instagram now, like the feedback is the interaction is like, on, on, uh, the roof. It's, it's really what pushed us to do it. Like, we might get 5,000 comments and 2,500 of them are like, come back, RIP, please come back. And it's like, that to us was like the best part of it, man. Like it's It's been so much fun posting stuff on Instagram. Oh, man. And just sitting there and hit, hitting refresh. It's been five years since I've done that. I post stuff on my personal account, but I won't even look at it for like four or five days. I read every comment. On Verb, every, every, every five comment. minutes I'm hitting refresh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, it got 20,000 views in 10 mm -hmm. minutes. And it, it's like all the we're doing so, right now is like throwback content too. So it's yeah. like it's cool that people are loving everything that we're doing, and it's not even new shit. Yeah, but I think again, it's like it's a legacy brand. Like it means a lot more to people than it. Like it, the thing that I think and that I've thought more and more lately. Like obviously, having my own channel and platform 
now you analyze things differently and like you think about things differently. And the thing that I've kind of, I guess, come up with is that culture is the thing that stays. And if there is something that affects the culture, then like that is where there's real power. So like you get a brand that eventually creates its own culture, its own life form, its own kind of thing within uh, the greater scale of culture. And it's like, to me, Jordan shoes and, you know, like there's just, there's these certain things that, that have like a feeling attached to them. What's that? You just compared us to Michael Jordan, man. I appreciate that. That's fucking cool. (laughs) Well, I compared you to his feet, bro. <laughs> those are the most freaking <laughs> profitable part of Michael Jordan, those shoes. I'll take I'll it. hundred percent. But it's like verb, verb like affected the culture in a way. And it's like, to me, you look at like, and it's no disrespect to like vital. Well, I suppose like the vital forums, like a part of the culture, but there's, it's not like a cultural feeling like that you get from, from something like that but it just seemed like that verb created so much and added so much to the culture of the sport that i think that's the shit that like really really stays with people and like when you start to affect culture that's like very ingrained that's why shit can come back from the 80s can come back from the 90s it could like things that really influence the culture on like a deep and meaningful level that's the shit that can come back because it just runs so much deeper than anything else. Like members only. Yeah. Remember those? Remember members only? (laughs) Go get your jacket. What was that? Members only jackets, dude. You didn't have those over there? Nah, bro. Because you weren't a member, bro. They were called Mm. members only. They were freaking sick. Charlie Charlie and Coach Bombay would have had one, but... Oh. Dude, but, I yeah, can get nah, that fuck, I'm out on that one. You know what though? <laughs> but, like, yeah, I think that may, may, like for the past few years, like uh, we we had discussed trying to start another something, but we knew it had to be along the lines of verb, and a lot of it was just like, oh hey, let's just start a cool Instagram account and try to build a following or whatever. And every time it just led back to how we got to we got to get this verb back. We got to get verb back. Like how do we do it, dude? And we we looked through all the legal avenues of like changing the name and logo and deleting some letters and it all boiled down to we had to you know figure out a uh, symbiotic relationship with our old partners to call them up and say hey what do you guys think about us resurrecting this thing and uh and doing what's right for the sport and i think and honestly like kudos to those guys like yeah they were all really instantly too instantly like yeah we we think you guys should do this. Like, we think you like. That's cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool as shit. Yeah, it was like I'll give them up to that because like, they could have told us to go get bent, right? Like, they legally, like I mean, there was we couldn't have done anything. Like, they you just it was frozen. outside of starting a whole new brand. We yeah, have done and that anything. wouldn't have been the same, and it, right? And it wouldn't have been like, and we couldn't have done it. I wasn't. We weren't about to spend another ten years building the hype mm-hmm. and whatever. We getting the verb platform back with all the social assets and everything that we built for the past 10 years was imperative to be able to launch from this level again because uh, yeah like you said i guess never considered it this way because <laughs> it's hard to think of yourself this way but yeah legacy brand and I, I do feel like we impacted the culture of our sport so much that without us coming back under this mantra i just don't think it would work so mm-hmm. i i couldn't be more grateful and thankful to uh, our old partners for making it happen but hell this is gonna be a fun ride 
So did you guys have to like actually buy it back off those guys? Like, did you just have to come oh, yeah, to a dude, deal was, in that way? It was three million dollars. Three million bucks. I, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, three million dollars. Yeah. So I mean, that, now you can understand why we really need <laughs> the readers to support us, because uh, I, like, especially during all this murder hornet stuff, yeah. I, I can't make my next house payment. So no, we did, we did though. Like, yeah, we had to buy it back, but like, it was a fair, it was a fair deal. It was a fair deal. Wes is super rich, so it's nice. He was able to find it. He is rich. He's super rich, dude. You should see the house I'm in. It's freaking dope. I was going to say, like, walk the laptop around. Like, Wes lives the most insane, like, baller life, but he's so, like, incognito about it. <laughs> yeah, he just fronted Look at the him whole over thing, there. He's, like, trying not to get found. You're being found out, motherfucker. <laughs> You're only seeing a quarter of this. They should have never gave you money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like they were cool. Uh, and then when like obviously, Wes and I like built the whole website. We've never built a website before, so like. Hey, if we were that rich. We would have. Yeah, right. We didn't so, pay anybody to build our website. There were so many times that we're sitting here trying to figure out the dumbass web shit, and I'm like eight hours deep, fourteen right. coffees in, and I'm like, what? What am I doing? I, I'm not a website coder. I know how to make dirt bike videos. <laughs> what am I doing? So there was a few um, very emotional moments of figuring out uh, specific web codes and snippets and CSS and getting shit to look right and point to the right places and buttons to work and change colors. and It'll probably fail on uh, Safari. We don't know. Like, yeah. There's probably <laughs> a lot more testing that we're supposed to have done that we don't know about. Adam would know. But we don't, but I, I don't know. I, I think I, if, if people realize that we did most of this, like with Chase and Bohm, there's there's been a handful of people that have taken small parts. Travis that, Stewart and his uh, and Paul, like those dudes are helping us again. And Aubrey helped us on the store. Yeah. So there's been a lot of our crew that has uh, worked pretty hard on getting all the pieces together for this. But like, there's been many times that I was like, damn, I wish we had uh, 20 grand laying around to pay someone to do this shit because what the hell am I doing? <laughs> Have you guys got like a link? Can you show me after this to like the side or? Yeah, well, by the time this Dude, goes I, live, yeah, because I still haven't seen any of it. Well, hey, this this will be live next week. So, or I mean, right now it'll be live. So, verbmoto.com. People don't even know where to go. It's .co now. But in Australia, yeah, so .co. What, yeah, what day do you guys want to put this right? out? What, yeah, what day do you guys want to put this out? I think Thursday. Yeah, we're thinking Thursday or Friday. Thank God it's Friday kind of vibe. Fuck, cool. that's, that's sick. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's like a week away, dude. It's well, hard. what's cool is uh, Supercross heard we were coming back, and they, they like we come up to this agreement together that they couldn't, they didn't want to restart the, the Supercross schedule until we launched Verb. So we had to make sure... Uh, you know, we told Prater and, and Mui and uh, everybody at Feld that, you know, we would launch by Friday so they could rate and run the races uh, starting Sunday. So, you know, it was a pretty good thing that, you know, happened there. It was, uh, we brought Supercross back, so I'm happy about that. Dude, I'm forever grateful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> I'm forever uh, grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, is there going to be like a, for the first round, it's going to just be like a green V, but like it'll still have Monster Energy Supercross, but it'll just have like a big <laughs> green V instead of the M. 
<laughs> uh, and you know what? Like, I don't really know how hard or soft the launch we're gonna do because of the website. It's like if I was fully confident that the thing wouldn't just crash. Oh, I think we're going all in though. Like it seems, it feels like an all in kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, especially now that we're doing an hour and a let's see, we're an hour fourteen minutes in with you. Like we're we're uh, we're launching this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> there's no stopping it now. <laughs> you, you're gonna do like you're gonna do the Instagram post and be like, all right, Verve's back, but only on Google Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> Please wait till next week to look at it on your phone. And I'm not 100% sure an iPad's going to scale properly, but <laughs> you can try it. <laughs> Dude, the first time, literally, we're launching this thing in a freaking week, right? And uh, we're over with the DMXS dudes earlier, and Iser pulls it up on his iPad, and both Wes and I were like, ooh, we haven't looked at it on an iPad yet. <laughs> like, shouldn't we look at this thing on an iPad before we launch it to 400,000 people? And it's like a week away. <laughs> we haven't even tested it. Uh, oh, fuck. So what um, what podcast shit are we going to do with it, you reckon? We're going to do something. Is there going to be some GT integration? I guess. I, we gotta I would love Brent, it. We got to convince Brent to come down here and once a once a month or once in a blue moon whatever you want to do yeah i mean yeah. if everybody else in the world has a podcast we fucking need one dude i think it would be like especially the way you do yours like it it would be super cool if we figured dude, out the video technology do? side of things we could i i can only imagine once we put our brains together uh else well, the problem is you always call me at 10 o'clock at night i'm toasted it's 8 a.m your time and i'm like all right call me in the morning so then it'll be late his time early my time he's toasted and we just this whole te technological landscape, we're just like, oh, dude, did you press this button? It's not working, man. What about this button? So I, I don't know. I, I feel like after a little bit more R&D, we'll be able to figure out some cool, uh, cool ways to go about this, right? Well, we're trying to, me and Wes have been talking about trying to set up a, uh, like a streaming PC that's just like in a, in like a pelican case and then like i'm literally just gonna like send it around the world to guess and what so he means by like that is he's gonna send it he's gonna hope i also carry that piece of luggage on the airplane with me <laughs> 620 pounds <laughs> <laughs> bruh you're a pro i'm literally giving it to a pro what, what's one more case <laughs> that's what i'm saying dude. no but that would but be you know a bad what I idea think sick you know what I think would be sick though for like a verb gypsy tales like collab podcast deal is go through the archives and like literally react to old verb footage with the people that oh. it was. So like get Dino, like watch the verb platinum with Dino, but then it's like we've got all this shit set up and it's like literally a reaction video and then the writer can like pause the video kind of deal. I'd be like, dude, I remember this show, I remember this, we did this, or like, hey, should I this cut is a funny this part story. out of the podcast? Like, this is a really good idea. We don't want anybody else to steal it. <laughs> well, we've already claimed oh, it. Oh, fuck it. Oh, we already claimed it. Boom, yeah, you're right. It's you're ours. Right. You're right. Nobody else has the videos either, so. Yeah, they can't do it. Well, the thing is, is that, like, the shit gets flagged on YouTube. Like, so if I put it on my channel or your channel, like, you know what I mean? You guys could actually, like, not do the copyright claim. So like that, no one else could do it because you just copyright strike him. Dude, we'll, we'll yeah, make millions so much, like, on YouTube, right? Millions. If that little kid makes, what, uh, his name's Ryan, that you yeah. said he makes seven and a half million, dude, yeah. we'll be millionaires yeah. before long. Probably great. Hey, you got, what were you guys actually, were you guys making decent money on YouTube like back in the day, like before the adpocalypse? 
What was like the most you guys made off YouTube in a month off memory? Dude, I we'd have to go ask. I I don't I couldn't even throw. I don't remember. It was. I remember hey, when that's we. The, that's wait wait. That's the kind of shit a rich person says. Yeah right. Privileged Fuck ass. Off. Is a. I know, what, right? what I remember the the one thing I remember about switching to YouTube is we our our server costs before we went to YouTube were like three grand, three a, grand month. a month. It was something crazy because the amount of download and bandwidth that we we're going through, and all it was all through yeah. Amazon servers too. So like. Is crazy cheap, but we were running through terabytes upon terabytes of bandwidth. But we didn't want to put it on YouTube because we were scared because people would see the numbers that we were getting and we didn't know how our numbers corresponded with anybody else. So we we're like, oh shit, what if Racer X is getting a million views on their videos and we're only getting 60,000? So I think we're always super trepidatious about doing that. But it was when the whole YouTube ad thing was working and it, like I think you, it was, it was like, 10 grand per million views or something, if I remember correctly. So when we first made the switch, it was like when that conversion was happening. Um, but our, like we might've been doing like four grand a month initially on the on YouTube from what I recall. And then our bandwidth bill went down to like 300 bucks a month. So it was, $7, it was a $7,000 swing. Yeah. Like that's, that's the, what I remember about that time. But I, I don't think that YouTube money lasted for that long. I think now it's gone back into where people can actually make money on YouTube. I think it was this dip of like, or inverse bell curve basically, like everybody was making a lot of money and then it became overwhelmed. And then they figured out how to start doing more ad and share. We were like, we were like, I mean, With don't tell anybody, we were using like a tremendous amount of illegal music back then. So, uh, Oh, something yeah. we'll, it's something we won't do now. Oh god, it's like young yeah. Jeezy. Like it didn't matter. It's like the Beatles. Yeah, throw it on there, dude. The fucking Beatles. So like. yeah, that's something that we won't do now either. So uh -huh. I mean, it, it'll be that. You know, that being said, I mean, a lot of that revenue that we could have been making was probably going to the artists. It was going anyway. to the artists. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I because of that, I don't know that we ever made like an absorbent amount on YouTube. It might have been. I mean, if I'm just guessing, three, four grand a month max. It, it could have been more, but I I don't think so. Yeah, see, I, th I yeah, it's the music thing that fucked you guys then, because like back then, that was like kind of YouTube heyday in terms of actually like making money off yeah, ads. But, like, but like nowadays, I said, it, it's just so. From, from what I recall, everybody was making money, and then it just took a sharp decline because yeah, the the the, the supply and demand became so overwhelming that the the CPM went rock bottom. And then, but now because of so many people doing these long vlogs and you're able to put 19 ads in a freaking video, they've figured out a way to make it. So, you know, if you're making 20 minute videos, doesn't matter what the quality is, uh, you know, you can actually make a decent living off of it. So, um, who knows? We might, Brent might start vlogging next week. <laughs> take us hey, into, take us into your real job, bro. Hey, I'll watch that shit. <laughs> Show everybody some software. Yeah, man, man. Coding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the landscape and the way that just, I guess, content's like made and monetized nowadays is just so different too. But I think like at the end of the day, the goal is making good content. Like Number good one, content right? will always, yeah. Yeah. you know. And, that, and that, even that's with verbs. Like I keep saying the people will determine how much we do. We'll still go do cool shit. It'll just, you know, it'll just depend on the frequency. Like I can't go shoot a, you know, a video and fly Danny Stu down and have Will Posey edit it for next to nothing like these dudes make good livings elsewhere so like I you know I got to be able to pay them comparable rates to help us do stuff over here but 
you know, if that's once a year, five times a year, or once a month, will kind of all depend. But no matter what, the the quality is always going to be there. It doesn't matter if it's written content, photo content, video content, like that that level we established over the course of the last decade, that's that level's not going anywhere. It might we're going to obviously do different ideas, but like there's no way that we're going to not meet that expectation. It just mm. might not be as was, frequent, I guess. What was like peak numbers of verb in terms of like how many people were looking at the site like when it was like rolling, like what level did it get to? And even like you guys were like it was a big business and oh, it was yeah. a lot to manage. Like, like especially like Santa Monica, uh, not Santa Monica, San Clemente House. That that was like peak business like of the verb machine, right? Like what did that look like? Because I don't think people really understand how gnarly the operation. I was. mean, dude, it was like it was an it was an international brand, you know, like from a from a brand perspective, from a media perspective, and then even from like a managing contributors. Like at certain points in time. We might have somebody in Spain at the MXGP, in an amateur race in Texas, in an amateur regional in Arizona, in a pro nat in uh, California, and then a couple private shoots all on the same weekend. So, like managing from an editorial, from a logistics perspective, like that became our web of people just got big at one point, right? Like from the video side, from the photo side, like so. And then even our advertisers were leaning on us like, hey, we got so-and-so at this race. Are you guys going to be there? Can you get us photos? Can you? So like managing the ad front, managing the people and then managing all the logistics like and then. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was an operation. I think one thing you didn't touch on there, though, financially, it wasn't just verb that was floating this like we were triple dipping in a lot of cases. You know, we had the our, our, our verb pie that had X amount of dollars. We were always doing production work for, say, Red Bull. We did a shitload of stuff for motosport.com and sometimes KTM, sometimes FMF. Why? There's all the, like, we'd go to some events and be doing six or seven things just so we could cover the nut of having that many people doing that much shit on a weekend. So it was extremely overwhelming, uh, you know, divvying that up, especially on our side internally. You know, a Jason Crane or a Walters or Gary Price, it doesn't matter who you are, like, a quarter of your check might have come from this company this weekend. Uh, and a quarter of it from GK Films this weekend, and then Motorsport uh, on on that weekend. So yeah, you might across the course of the weekend, you might have made a good but, day rate, but it was from four different companies. But like a lot of those, like Red West always had a pretty tight relationship with Red Bull. So like outside of that one, like the motor, everything else came because of Verb. Like we were getting those gigs because people knew what Verb did, and they wanted their brand. And then we we had a problem saying no back then. Yeah. Like anytime, it's like. 500 bucks. Oh, you got 300 bucks, man? Yeah, what do you want? Like a 12-minute uh, documentary or some shit? Like, we'll do it. Like, so we never <laughs> said no. Yeah. It was like anything, like, and it wasn't even about the money. It was more about, like, just the relationships. Like, oh, there's one more relationship. And honestly, it was just so cool. Like, a Vulcan would hit you up or fly. It didn't matter See, who like, it was. Uh, and it, like, I, I always just felt so badass that someone wanted us to do stuff for them. So it was like, not only were we doing stuff for Verb and Red Bull, all these other companies, like especially Volcom, I was, I- Dude, I walked in the mall fan. in uh, in um, in uh, San Clemente or somewhere, and we had the, from the epic shoot, the Nico Izzy photo was in the mall, and we were like, just Volcom. It was like, 
We didn't. It, 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 it didn't what's, matter. And it I think what cool. you realize in this world, though, is like outside looking in, everybody looks like a gajillion dollar company, and especially someone like Bolcom or a Billabong, anybody like that. But when you get down to brass tacks, everybody's working on shoestring budgets. Yeah. They because that you know what their overheads through the roof. They got nine million employees. I mean, you saw that with the murder hornet pandemic. Like companies aren't built to last very long without Sustain, revenue. Yeah. Like it just doesn't work. Dude, what was that like? Cause, so I know that um, your Red Bull stuff definitely caused some friction at times, but that was like, did that have any stuff to do with uh, with it going away originally, do you think, Wes? I don't think so. Red Bull was always my a client that I had from even pre-verb days. So I, I, and a lot of times the Red Bull stuff helped us a lot of verb stuff and I was always very fair with how that all worked there's a lot of times people were at event at minios that were getting paid by Red Bull and not verb and you know I the way it worked is we had a verb paid a few, few people and we'd use the Red Bull money to pay a few people so we'd have four people there all contributing to both projects so I don't know that that ever really caused much animosity because everybody realized how beneficial it was not only to have us associated with the Red Bull work coming out, but the fact that financially it floated us through a lot of situations that otherwise we never would have. The and money like the to street do. credit gave us. Yeah. I mean, like the street credit of like us producing Red Bull's videos was like, I mean, it's Red Bull, right? Like, they're awesome yeah. and big and cool, so that was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we, we do well, say there's there's so, three like, people that we can't fuck with on this launch. Uh, we can't can't with mess with Feld. Mm-hmm. Can't mess with MX Sports. Can't mess with Red Bull. Yeah. Anybody else? Fair game. Fair game. <laughs> <laughs> I guess but, Gypsy I mean, Tales. Yeah, Gypsy Tales. We'll like we'll skirt the line. Yeah, with we Gypsy can't Tales. mess with you. You can you can fuck with me all you want, boys. <laughs> <laughs> the love will be there. Yeah, I, I think he'll dish it but, right I mean, back. It, I don't know that it'll be in our best interest. <laughs> but uh, it it always. Um, yeah, it, it always was a thing, though, because, like, it's got to be messy when you, like, you've got GK Films and then The Verb, there was, like, a lot of in and out, like, over time, that shit does get hard, and then not to mention, like, the equipment, like, all of the GK Film stuff, so, like, half the reason a lot of The Verb videos were so fucking badass, like, especially the Platinums, like, the Platinums were all shot on stuff that you bought through, like, essentially, like, the Red Bull, like, that side of things, you know, so it's, like, to me, like, that was something that always, I guess, could lead to issues because it's just, like, there's a lot of different stuff at play with a company that is quite big already, you know? Yeah, perhaps. But you know what? A lot of people run a lot of businesses that have overlap. And Plus, I, like, yeah, this is true. I'll give it, like, to, to me, if you're, like, everybody was hustling, man. Like, you know, whatever. Like, we, we, were, we were hustling for whatever we could get at the time and, like, Everybody still had their eye on the on the prize. Like at the end of the day, it's like, not like Verb slacked. I normally did Verb work before. Yeah, I did it was a lot else. like Verb. Verb. It's not like we weren't getting videos done. Like I mean, of course, occasionally that probably happens, but that's just what it is. Like, but I never remembered it being a. I mean, like, what, it wasn't what, an issue. What was with cool me going, going to the equipment side? Like, even though I was making minimal money from Verb, I've never been someone that needed a lot of money to live. I I, I live a pretty minimalist lifestyle when it comes to pretty much everything so even though you guys are fucking with me 
Um, but I would always take the Red Bull money. Yeah, well, I mean, you've, you've only ever had like a maid and a butler, you know what I mean? It's never been yeah, like exactly. a Yeah, exactly. I could have had two house. maids this whole time. So, but what was cool <laughs> is I was able to take a lot of the, the money I was making on production work and invest it into equipment because I, I had a sustained income. Like, granted, it wasn't a shitload of money, but it was enough for me to live off of. And a lot of times when I was going places, either Red Bull or Verb was paying for my food. So it wasn't like I was taking a tremendous amount of money to live. So a lot of the money I was making, you know, whether, you know, a $5,000 camera, a couple thousand dollars worth of mics, I accumulated, I mean, over the course of the past 15 years, the amount of, sh I have a garage full of, a warehouse in my garage basically of camera equipment. And it's because of how all that works. It's a six car garage, dude. <laughs> he had to like, when he when he wants to like get out his first red, he has to literally back out the Lambo, <laughs> and then there's a jet ski that he has to park sideways. You know what's crazy though? It's like so, Jay Leno's garage, dude. But the the, the lift for the jet ski, the lift for the jet ski quit working last week, so I had to get my mechanic uh, to come over, and he was working on the fucking boat. And of course, I'm trying to go out this weekend. <laughs> but anyways, he had to come over and get well, that's the, like, the lift fixed, so I get out the camera. It's crazy, dude. Well, that's like, I remember at one point, K-Dub's like, I think I'm getting a Lambo, but like my big problem is my driveway. He's like, it's going to cost, it's going to cost more to bitumen my driveway to get the Lambo in the garage and out of the garage than it will to buy the Lambo. I'm just like, okay, there's some logistics at play when it comes good, to like being a fucking baller. I don't know how to reply to that. Like, what do you say when someone oh, well, says I had that? Oh, like, I was like, a, I was like a, yeah, it's like, yeah, I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> cool man I'm just a little I'm a little immigrant <laughs> I'm a little immigrant kid <laughs> I was like what's the res what's the response here but that's how I feel around West now oh yeah yeah it's totally West yeah, yeah. he sent a driver to pick me <laughs> up oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's just like you know like you, you've got your friends and they've sort of been there for a long time, but like you kind of can't help money just creating distance. And it's like, it's not the halfway around the world thing that why me and Wes aren't as close. Like, it's not literal distance. It's just straight money now, you know? Like, we're just yes. not on that level. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. True, yeah. you got me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, believe me, it's caused a lot of it, division between Britt and I. Like, I have like 17 more bucks than him, and he thinks for some reason he gets it. So, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, if you didn't dude. have two kids, oh, maybe you'd have 17 Wes more bucks. keeps pressing me for more verb stuff. He's like, dude, we need 6,000 t-shirts. Get ready for this thing. I'm like, yo, dude, like we're 50/50 partners, man. Like, how am I supposed to come up with this kind of dough? Like, I can't roll with you. You're a whole on a whole nother dude, level. The, I'm gonna have to sell my half pipe. Like... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and your rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> the the funniest thing is like I remember times where Wes would be like, "All right, fuck it, I'm getting this lens. It's like twenty four thousand dollars." And then he's like, having this like deliberate, this like full turmoil over buying this twenty four thousand dollar lens. And then we'd like get up in the morning, drive to the shoot, and then I'd be like, "Hey man, we'll stop and get a coffee." And he's like. We're getting fucking Duncan. You are not gonna buy your fucking latte from Starbucks. It's three ninety five. Priorities, <laughs> like, man. There was times where like, there was times where I knew he was joking, but there was definitely times where he was like dead serious. 
And I just never budge, bro. I, I never drank hey. Dunkin' Donuts one time. Danny, like, dude, it still happens to this day. Everybody wants to get two large lattes twice a day, and they're like $6 a pop now. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dudes, we spend like 48 bucks a day on coffee. Dude, when you're driving the train, man, like, you should taste these lattes West uh, just, uh, Aubrey just made this, though. Like, Nespresso, son. son. Stuff yeah. goes hey, hot. But I, I've started getting Airbnbs just so we'll go to the grocery store and get coffee. And you got to brew. We're brewing that shit before we leave. We're not even. We don't even do the dunks runs. Pack anymore. your cups, boys. Hey, it, it's ridiculous. Like Leslie called us one year, and she's like, "Hey, do you want to know how much you spent at Starbucks this year?" And I like, it was one of the verb years. I was and this in was, the car. Yeah, and it was just. I think it was just on the. Verb you were in the car. Long. She's like, it, it was like yeah. 6000 or $6,800 at Starbucks. And I was like, we should probably curb that. That's, that seems a little excessive. But like, that's what happens when you got five people in the car. Everybody wants a latte. Everybody wants the protein box. That's like seven and a half dollars now. And then get, hey, can I get the Ethos organic water? Three, $3.80 water. I'm like, no, we're going to Publix, assholes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Look how mad he is, dude. He's still mad like, about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and then bit that it's like, click, red red order for like $30,000. Well, how do you think like, you can afford the like, reds if you spend it all on coffee? Oh, uh, dude, that's hilarious. Hey, every dollar counts, dude. That was like dude. my one. I'd rather be camera poor like than coffee poor. It's your non-negotiable, like my coffee. one non-negotiable. I was just like, motherfucker, I'm down. I'm down to work as hard as we need to work. But you are gonna buy me a coffee that I fucking enjoy in this country that has no fucking clue what good coffee is. Suck my dick. There's the no fucking times coffee order. I've heard this. <laughs> like he's still upset too. See, I know. Dude, we're bearing, we're digging up old, uh, old stuff, man. I love it. This we're is getting good. to the bottom of the real animosity here. <laughs> in a country that doesn't even fucking understand coffee. <laughs> and Gary. We'll tell you the same thing, but no, add, add, bread. Add, add bread to it. Oh, he hates our Co bread, dude. Oh. Gaz hates the bread over here. Fuck, mate, you can never find any of... fucking good French baguettes over here, mate. Fucking bullshit. Like, he was always complaining. <laughs> dude, the amount of, like, the amount of times where, like, Wes would just look at me and shake his head and walk off when someone started talking to me about something, I just was like, I just had no... Nowadays, I've just got an off switch. Like, I can just be like, cool, man. I ain't getting into this with you. But, like, back then, I was just Jace like, used no, to be the let's debater. do it. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> He's a debater, and obviously, that's why I ended up with a podcast, because he loves to debate shit. And, oh, my gosh. It just... <laughs> <laughs> it just be shaking his head, like, shut the fuck up. You're talking to, like, an idiot. You know, like, why would you debate with an idiot? <laughs> I just don't even. Starbucks, I don't have no response. Bro, that so. shit. That shit still hurts, man. I worked hard, Wes. So I just want to fuck. All right, you know what? Next time you come over, I'll freaking take out a home equity line, and we'll go get as much coffee as you want. <laughs> you need like a credit on that mansion just to fucking keep up the. the <laughs> oh, dude. Well, uh, so what? What is? Uh, what are we launching? Like, what can we expect from the launch? What are we launching with? 
Well, inadvertently, we actually have a bunch of pretty cool content lined up, and the fact that I'll be in Salt Lake City, uh, as long as the murder hornets don't like make a swarm there, like pretty bad in the southeast. So, as long as it doesn't really happen in Salt Lake, I think inadvertently I'll be able to make some cool content around Supercross. And, and like, then even some of the old boys, man, like some of the old dudes that we've kind of recently dropped on them, uh, it, like so many people want to contribute to it already, like. We got some AM stuff, like with some fresh AM kids, like out in Texas. We got some pro stuff, with like some of the original dudes that we were shooting with, like yeah, the the network of kids yeah. and people that we already got together. Uh, like Jared Connolly, that does in World of Echo. He's a great writer, a great uh, videographer, and I've been following him the past few years because he does his own podcast with filmmakers. But then he also does these like really cool videos from Loretta's with 16 millimeter cameras, and I'm just like. It's cool that he has the passion to do this, and then uh, that yeah, Seth Hedges uh, in, in Texas, another kid I've been following for three or four years. I see him at Loretta's every year, and I've watched his stuff progress on Instagram. So I hit him up, and I'm like, hey man, I love where your style's going. What do you think about doing uh, a video for our launch? And then one of our true OGs, Kyle Cowling, uh, is shooting something with Christian Craig, who was one of the very first people ever on Verb. Um, one of Verb, well actually, it was on Allegiance. It wasn't even Verb yet, so. We're doing this whole full circle video with Christian Bulmer, Craig. Bulmer, Chase, uh, like even from the uh, like from writing the, from the writing standpoint, like some, like it's it's really cool the response that the few people that we've even let know about it. Everybody's like, oh, get me in, like I want a piece on there, like yeah. I want to have. Will Posey's probably gonna edit like yeah, some, some of the stuff videos. for us. We're gonna have fingerprint everything that's on the site initially. We'll have fingerprints of everybody, which will be cool and just show how much the collective of our group uh, really enjoys what this will become. And we'll be taking, uh, like some of it will be, like some of it will be pretty ridiculous, dude. Yeah, we got some stupid shit, we got some awesome shit. <laughs> yeah, and we got stupid shit, stupid. I mean like. Like really <laughs> stupid shit, like unbelievably stupid, but it'll be funny, hopefully. But yeah, it's funny stupid, like not stupid stupid, it's, it's no, funny. No, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's funny. Like our launch video, yeah. our launch video is prime. And then the second video, is pretty damn funny too and then we got a gypsy tales podcast here so we got some cool stuff and i'm sure like i said being in salt lake city amongst uh, a bunch of murder hornets we'll get a lot of stuff done with um one thing that is interesting to me with like if you look at just like content and like the landscape of content and whatever is like Nowadays, for example, so I went and did the Formula One podcast for Red Bull at Moto, um, at Melbourne this year for the F1. And uh, then I'm there. They've got like the full big budget crew of like they had Alan Hardy. They were doing like their big video that they do for their Wednesday activation. And then they also had three people from like Red Bull staff with these like gangster iPhone rigs. And it's like content is so fucking different now. Like I remember... How hard me and you worked on Dream Ride, Wes, to produce something that, like, literally had never been done before in moto. Like, we just went all out. We used the craziest shit. We used, like, one of the reds on Dream Ride was fucking owned by Peter Jackson, and it was, like, on loan from The Hobbit. So it's, like, that was the level that we, like, went to to do, like, dope moto shit. And then we had the Phantom, and there was in fucking helicopter. Like, and at 206, nonetheless, just, like, a legit-ass helicopter. <laughs> Yeah, there was no drones, there was no, like, everything, we were flying over fucking, like, full-on World Heritage listed rainforest in sea planes and heli, like, we went as, like, big as we could, but, like, you could do that Somehow video Jay's got now. got all that for free. 
<laughs> Gypsy life, bro. <laughs> so anyways, anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's like that now, if you drop that same thing now, I, I remember the reaction to that was so fucking cool because it was a thing that literally nobody had ever seen stuff like that. And then the Platinums as well, it was like, it was all around the time where that kind of thinking was being rewarded and encouraged. And now that is gone in a way. Like I won't, I won't be going out and trying to do that same thing ever again, because I just don't think that it's appreciated or valued in the same way. It's almost like that's like run its cycle. Maybe it'll come back. But I wonder with like, if you guys did a verb platinum right now, it's like, there's been such a hole in the market for so long. I mean, to his credit, the fucking dirt shark stuff's pretty cool, but it's not verb platinum. It doesn't have that same sort of, it's got its own feel and branding to it. So it's like, I wonder where a verb platinum sits in the market nowadays. You're right. And, and I, I think we've kind of talked about this. I, I think verb had to go away when it did to come back now in a completely new and like revitalized style. And it also gives us a chance to be creative and unique on how we're gonna spin, especially video content, which again, we've have endless ideas and it, it'll, be, it'll be cool to see how they come to life because it's not what you're thinking. It's not art of flight next level, bring in Movi Carbons on side-by-side uh, -side rigs with black arms. Like I would love to do that, but that shit costs a lot of money. And, and you know, maybe we get to that point but right now, I think what we got is a very cool and efficient way to make dope-ass videos that you will feel like you haven't seen in a really long time. Like you're saying, Walt, uh, in the Dirt Shark stuff, the way he edits it, it's so damn cool. And like super Walt style, like I never get tired of that. It's, it, I love it. So it's, it's, it's just like we've always done. Totally different than everybody else. So take what's being done right now and it's been done in the past five years that I've seen done on Instagram a million times. I'm tired of seeing that. And the ideas that we have will flip all that on its head. Think, I mean, the, the idea, our ideas are completely opposite of all that. Well, like the hope is too, like that we can stoke up, uh, what you said this earlier, and we always thought this was cool that a lot of the guys that help make Verb what it is have gone on to be really some of the best in the biz right now. Like Swan, what Swan and Garth are doing, like Garth was, never a part of Verb, but like he was always down with us. But like Swan is just like, his craft is like dialed. Uh, Walt, I mean, uh, there's a ton of dudes that were like, that are like really high end in what they do. And like they helped us like, so to get that next group of kids, like to be able to take any, any amount of budget, any kind of equipment you've got on hand, it's not what it's about. It's about how creative you can get with that piece of equipment. Like you give, give Spielberg a, a, a busted up old VHS camera, he's gonna do some amazing stuff with that, right? Like just because that guy is next level. So it's not about the budget. You don't have to have a $60,000 red camera to go get views. Like you can, it's all about how creative you can get with it. So like our hope is that we can- Be creative. Be creative and do it and, and stoke up a bunch of, like a next generation of, of yeah. like yeah. filmmakers. Because again, it, it, it's not, it costs so much money to have people come and help to create that level of like, you know, a, a, what the platinum level was or an art of flight level, that kind of stuff costs so much money. We got to be able to do this with an attainable goal financially that doesn't burn us out, you know, physically, mentally or in our pockets. So 
you know, creativity is where we can dip into that doesn't cost any of those things. So, you know, I, I think this time around, the, the, the way we're going about the content production, everybody will be like, damn, that's really cool they thought of that. Or they we, won't we and we'll quit like, again. <laughs> yeah, if they, if they hate it, we're gone. What's that? Yeah, it, or they won't and we'll quit again. It's one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> we got caught in, uh, like, our, our era of that kind of, from, like, 2010 to, like, 15, I guess, or 2010 to, like, yeah, I feel like that five-year period, it, it was almost like a fucking technical arms race. Like, the stuff that we were doing, bro, like, and, you know, the day, for me, like, one of, there was a few of those shoots, like, it's, I guess, Dream, dream Ride to me is still fucking crazy, like, we had no business doing what we did for that shoot, like, me and Wes legit designed the track, like, built the fucking track, we had our, like, my friends I grew up with driving bobcat, like, bulldozers, we got, like, one fucking bulldozer stuck that we were supposed to use for the whole shoot. So then we had to, like, we hustled up a fucking another bulldozer from, like, a random farm. Like, that that whole, that thing shouldn't have happened, essentially. But it, like, Well, it without, it shouldn't it have worked. happened without $300,000 to pay for it. <laughs> and like, like I said, Chase pulled it off, I think, literally for free. Or my plane ticket, maybe. Yeah, like, it was, that was, like, that was a weird outlier. But then I think from, from then on, like, you look at Donna partying was crazy. Homegrown was crazy. Like, and then the slow series thing that I did at Stewart's, like where we shot that scrub of him, like pretty much dragging his front, front, uh, brake lever on the fucking up ramp. It was like all of that, like there was probably half a million dollars worth of shit sitting, like literally sitting on the Stewart's floor of their garage. And then we'd like drive the razor to get like our next piece of equipment. We're swapping out like $10,000 lenses just like in the dirt. Like we, it, it just ended up being like such a weird fucking technical race. And then the drones, like the first drones, I don't think people understand like the first drones that you guys flew with Axom and like the drone we had, we probably had $60,000 in the air being trusted being trusted on a dog shit lithium battery bought from a fucking hobby store. Like people, I just don't think people and, understand and, like and the like weird all the controllers and stuff. All the controllers and stuff for the infancy too. Like the GPS would spaz off in some cases and just fly away. Bye bye. <laughs> Eighty grand. See ya. Like thankfully that never happened to us, but I, I will tell you like uh, Chris and I were flying in 2014 and two of the motors locked up with the red on there and uh, we were around all this water and somehow uh, it crashed from like 100 to 200 feet up, but it landed in the softest sand pile that was surrounded by water somehow, some way and the red survived uh, and the Moby needed a few grand worth of work. But yeah, the whole upper system that was custom built, like, yeah, I think that was a twenty or $30,000 rig just demolished. And I think from that point on, I realized, Dude. like, I don't, I couldn't handle that stress anymore. I didn't want it anymore. It was crazy because, like you said, it was like a technical arms race. And I, and it was almost like, I, I said this earlier, to our detriment almost that it was our own bar that we kept raising. And it was, you know, it wasn't like... Yeah. We're trying to battle Racer X or Transworld. They weren't doing videos to even our, you know, our, our our normal verb original level. But we were always like trying to one up ourselves, 
in a sense, and it became such an unattainable goal to go do reasonably. Like you're talking days of work with insane amount of film equipment and you know it eventually just became something that you just couldn't do for you know the ROI that we're getting out of it. Like sometimes those videos were only getting 60 or 70,000 views and it's just like I you know I had half a million dollars worth of shit there with so much risk and liability and I did all this work you know a couple days three or four shooting plus travel we'd have, we'd plus have editing. Dudes, we'd have dudes hanging off of uh, of uh, what did bowling hang off of oh that my time? god bowling got on a, cr a like, crane one time with a slingshot and just and like, like and like tied himself in and like was like dangling from the side of a crane. It, like you talk about live, like we had no insurance policy. It's just like go wing it, man. You got that shot. Go go get up there. You're comfortable with that? I mean, yeah, man. I'll do it. Like today, I would be like, hell no. You you're you not the, doing the, that. the 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 video actually had his shadow in the background. He's like hanging 80, 180 feet off the ground or something. And, and he's on a huge crane pendulum. Like he was like the G force. Yeah, wasn't he? He was like he was he was actually sliding, wasn't he? Or did he not? And it was like a swing. Yeah, it was so, a swing. Yeah, he was swinging from this thing. He was swinging. The crane would move the arm, and he would swing. Like on a like on a rope, dude. Like this kid's on a rope, two hundred feet in the air. Like what the? It's stupid. <laughs> his shadow, and then we were only mad that his shadow was in the shot. We're like, dude, your shadow's in the shot. You can't. What are you doing? Dude, oh, Wes, do you remember, we fucking, we went to Costa Rica, we had like the full fuck it, we took the kitchen sink to Costa Rica to shoot this Carmichael and Faulkner clip, and Enoch Harris decides that we need to trek through, there's this dope waterfall somewhere in Costa Rica near a volcano, and that needs to be in the video. You remember this shit, Wes? This was like... There wasn't many times filming where I was like, hey boys, I'm fucking quit. Like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna drink mojitos by the fucking pool, and y'all don't have to pay me, and I'll reimburse you for my flights, because you can eat a dick. Like, I'm and over it. was legitimately it. like we, that. We had to hike this, the Red, the Movi, this huge ass helicopter, the lithium batteries. It was like five miles in the rainforest down this cliff. To get this waterfall. There's a dude, like a Costa Rican dude with a machete, like cutting his way through. He's like, this guy's like, oh, I guess, I guess people haven't been through here for a while. And I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? And then there's like, totally there's no like, that. dude, there's like nowhere to launch this helicopter. It's like, this right. right. it's fucking two meters no, wide. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm walking. Huge. We walked for like probably two hours through this jungle. We're losing light. I got fucking leeches all over me. And I'm like, hey boys, like, I don't want to be like the pessimist. I I'm always down for an adventure and down to film, but like, this isn't going to work, man. Like, there's just, there's certain elements that like we can't control, like the fucking sun in the sky and a rainforest canopy above our head. And like, you want a <laughs> shot of a waterfall, like, what the fuck are we doing this for? Like, this doesn't really fit the brief. It's like, I get it, but no. Like, this is fucking crazy. And we walked and walked. Man, we had, like, we had to... It was like fucking Survivor, bro. Like, we had to, <laughs> yeah. like, lift these cases across these rivers and shit. Like, and it went nowhere. And then it got dark, and then we had to walk all the way back out in the dark. It was, like, six hours, dude, of this jungle hike for Just literally no reason. Just carrying 100 pounds of equipment through the jungle. Never got the shot. Fun. 
I don't think... Did we shoot at all? Nah, we didn't even put the heli up, bro. <laughs> hey, and then, just, this is just what... think, today, all you gotta do is go ma- grab the Mavic 2 Pro, a battery that lasts for 30 minutes. And just minutes. fly it there. <laughs> you, just, you can just fly it there. Yeah. <laughs> dude, but like... That, that's like the level and and you're right dude and like to be honest man i'm still guilty of this right now with the podcast like whatever the sickness is that we've got i still i still have this sickness you have it with moto spy the effort you put into moto spy for the budget that you've got it's like kind of retarded if i'm honest <laughs> like, you know what i mean you're not walking away with like that the in terms of like the profit versus the work that goes into it but there's just some weird sickness that people like us all have because the same as this podcast studio this podcast studio has like not been the same for more than a day in the year and a bit that it's like been in this room it's just like everything that i don't know there's just like this weird wait i just dropped my mic boys <laughs> But there's like this weird fucking thing that we've got to where you have, I don't know, like we have to do that. I don't know what that is, but, and it really, it's, it's almost like the crew kind of got a little bit of money. It all got spent on like the most expensive, crazy shit. And it, it was like, we just got funded. We were just these idiots that had funding. It was like Fight Club of filming, you know, like we got corporate sponsorship with Red Bull. So we just did like the dumbest shit. But I don't know, like, made a bunch like, of cool look at, shit, but... Look at all the visuals that came from everything that we invested in to this day. Like, so much of that credit goes to reinvesting in every single bit of equipment that I have throughout the years. Having that at your disposal every time. Like, when well, I like, go do a shoot, instead of me having to rent $6,000 worth of shit, I go to my garage. Well, like, to me, too, like, that, that goes, like, if we get the support uh, for Verb... All we're going to do is dump it into more equipment, yeah. more cool shit, more ideas. <laughs> like, that's all we're going to do. Once we're again, d- making a level that we can only attain. Well, for well I know, but like, because that's what we like. <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do, man. Like, we're always like, so it's not like we're going to, like, Wes is going to have to pay for this humongous 9,000 square foot house some way. But outside <laughs> of that, like, we're going to dump it right into fun, cool shit for Verb and like our, for our fans. Like, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and, and jet just, skis. Just a, yeah. And beer. Yeah, beer. beer. Yeah. yeah, you ever seen anyone frown on a jet ski? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope. <laughs> but I mean, Can we add it, mountain bikes I think though, like when you, when you circle like back to what we were saying about culture, it's like, I feel like that is the reason that this shit affected the culture the way it did. Because it was almost like, I think deep, people didn't really know what they were looking at in terms of like what exactly it took to make that shit. But it's like, I feel like deep down people knew like, fuck me dead. These guys are like really doing it. You know, I don't think they knew the nitty gritties, but it's like whatever it was that just like continually drove you guys and like me and like everyone, it's like a weird obsession with just doing it. And it doesn't really make sense. Well, plus, like, our name was on it, like, and, you know, you want to produce something you're proud of, right? Like, there's a sense of pride in, like, in anything, like, especially, like, when you're, is it ready? Is it as good as it can be? And then, like, you know, you you can always, I'll push Wes to that. He'll push me to that. Like, you know, we'll call each other out. Like, hey, man, like, 
come on, like you, you got more than that, right? Like like so we'll we'll we compete like still to this day, like no matter what, I'm But probably, it's such a good like the it's so healthy when we do it now. That's what's different than before is is we both have run businesses now for a lot longer and without verb, you know, just different stuff. Yeah. And, and communication is something that we've learned and I love to be pushed. I love feedback. I love constructive criticism. And I think it used to be something that I used to probably uh, take in a little more negative way. Yeah, like, right? probably. Like, yeah. But now I love it. I thrive off someone saying, hey, what if you did this instead of this? And that's why even Will Posey and I work so well together on, uh, on Motospy and the editing and storyline. We push each other constantly and it's never like, oh, hey, you're shooting on my idea. Like we just know collaboration is always something that's gonna increase the product to the next level. So um, instead of taking, instead of you know getting butt hurt that, hey man, you, I don't feel like you put your heart and soul into this, be like, he'll be Dude, like, yeah, we you're spent, right. We spent two hours, no bullshit, we spent two hours on the Ryan Dungey leaving Geico post. It was one sentence, man. And we went back like, we, were, we had like three or four people Skyping back and forth on what's the funniest way to do this. And then finally, I think it was like Chase came out and hit it, and we were like, there it is. But right. it like literally for two hours back and forth, like just having fun, like everybody, you should see what didn't make the cutting room floor. Like it was ridiculous. But it's just stuff. funny, like how impact, when you got two sentences, it needs to be like super hard hitting. Yeah. And it's like just putting in that little bit of extra effort to make it right is what makes it good. What, that's what yeah. makes it good. You can come out with some super co uh, cookie cutter thing, and it's like, oh, that's kind of funny but that's not verb yeah we had like just putting in a little bit of extra effort always uh you know make makes your product that much better mm -hmm. oh for sure dude and I, that's kind of like what i'm saying with that whole culture thing it's like that's the thing that ends up affecting the culture because it's very easy to like mail it in or stay within like a certain expected framework and like you can kind of get by doing that but it's like when that thing goes away, like there's going to be something else that will be there to step in and just like instantly take its place. It's so easily um, kind of, you know, you can replicate it so easily, but it's like you, the way that you guys go about shit, it's just so fucking hard to replicate. There's not that many people that are just like willing to do that. And that's what makes it special, I think. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We'll find out like the second time around. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, I go back and forth with that, you know, like it kind of, there sort of is a point where you have to do cert, like money makes the world go around, you know what I mean? Like there is like a certain economy to things. There's an economy of scale and it's like, there is a line that you have to walk, but then at the same time, it's like what we said before about fulfillment. Like the fulfillment comes from. Like that I said, line. we didn't like we didn't Fucking. figure out how we were gonna make money until like a couple months into this thing. Like it was all about the content, and what we were going to do, before we even thought about money. Yeah, yeah. It was never even about how how we're gonna make money, and then I think one day it clicked. Like, well, hey, if we just if we go this route, you know, maybe people will support it. Yeah. I mean, and, it was, and that's what we landed on. Should we go sell ads? Yeah, maybe eventually, or hope, like, of course, eventually, because in order to do what we want to do, it's going to need to have some good funding behind it. But, you know, hopefully initially people love the fact that we're back and we're like, really want to support it. So, um, and I think that was the path of least resistance for the, the whole thing. If people really want it back, they can prove it to us. And hopefully they do. 
And even if it's a mediocre response, we can still do some really cool stuff, but like we're gonna stay within those parameters. And like that's that's what's gonna make make this different than Alaska. I like we can't pour every dollar, every ounce of extra time into it anymore. We have different lives, different jobs, and it's we know we're not 18 years old cruising around in a box van anymore with seven other dudes. It's uh it's a new decade. They bring back Mighty Waddy. <laughs> Whatever happened to my way, we sell it. Yeah, I think I think I think Leslie gave it to Is Will. Is it still in time? Gave it? Yeah, Will Will wanted to fix it up and then I think Will realized it needed a lot of work and I I don't know what Will ended up doing with it. <laughs> I just wanted it out. I it needed a lot of work and I was like, I, I just can't I can't, I just I was so damn busy. I'm like, just get rid of it. I don't care. I was like, Campo, if you wanna come pick it up, whoever comes and picks this up first, it's yours. It's yours. And I think Will's like, I'll take it. That's money right there, dude. When you just give away uh, freaking That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> I, honestly, like, at that point in time, I was pretty, like, you know, the whole verb yeah, situation yeah. had just gone down, and, like, I wanted nothing to yeah, do. It, te- you... it technically wasn't my money to have. Mm-mm. If we sold the motorhome, it would have been at that point, oh, hey, let me figure out how to divvy up this money. And I was just like, I don't give a shit. When Someone I was, when I, like, when I sold my part of verb, like, I was like done. Yeah, I was I, done. And I felt the same way. Yeah, I was done. Well, you bought an island, right? Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small redneck island in South <laughs> Carolina. It's just like a little bitty redneck island in this shitty little lake, but it's mine. <laughs> it's awesome. And it's got a half pipe. Yeah, it's got a, <laughs> and a big half pipe. That's where it went from your. I've got a girl. cigarette boat. I cruise out there every morning <laughs> with a skateboard. Yeah. It's awesome. That's dope. That's cool. <laughs> and, and some fucking tigers. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, my life, uh, man. Dude, that was, uh, Mighty Whitey was like my last plan. That was like my failed plan in America. Like when I come back and like I fucking couldn't come in, uh, my plan was to go drive up, get fucking mighty whitey and i was just gonna like kind of cruise around and just do like my last little little stint get my dog back to australia and then that was that was gonna be it but they didn't let you in huh thank god that one didn't happen i remember Um, one story oh go ahead no no no, you remember when you remember when we were uh, we were driving cross country like with with walt and travis uh and Bulmer and a couple guys for like this like we're on like month three at this point like it was it Travis the whole time kept saying man I've got I've got a I got a warrant out I can't I can't drive like I can't drive I'm not allowed to drive right wasn't it Travis yeah. was doing this so all trip like dude for two freaking months he's like I can't drive I can't drive so finally we talk him into driving dude and we he sits in the seat we go in to get some goods from the convenience store, and 5-0 rolls up, dude. He didn't even drive one mile, and he got pulled over for parking in the wrong place. And they had to check his license, and he almost got arrested, dude. Well, what was great is we didn't realize Mighty Whitey had expired tags had expired for three tags. years. Yeah. It was in the wrong place. We had it, like, duct taped to the back window because the back bottom bracket broke off or something. So we duct taped it somewhere so you could only see half the letters. And then because of that, you couldn't see that the the tag on it was three years expired, and uh, and so, somehow the cops just like you know what guys just he's like, whatever you, guys, you got going on in that motorhome, you guys just keep on going. Dude, Wes, do you remember? Do you remember we drove out of Alden's one day, 
and that you like there's like you come to the end of the road and then you got to turn right onto the interstate so then there's like the sign the speed sign is like you can see the back of the speed sign so like you if you looked left you'd see the back of it so you can't see the speed and then when you go you turn right and then there's like the 60 sign probably like a quarter of a mile ahead so i see the 60 sign so i just start doing 60. so then i'm driving for some fucking reason west didn't want to drive so then we i get pulled over pull over to the side of the road and then the cops like cops like hey man like how fast are you going i was like i don't know 60. and he's like oh well it is a 50 zone and i was like look the sign says 60. And he's like, no, well, that, that sign says 50. I was like, dude, you saw where I pulled out from, right? Like, I can't see that sign. I was like, I'm not from here. I don't know the fucking speed limit. And then Wes is just sitting there, like, just shaking his head. We're over it at this point. Like, I don't know how long we've been at, like, Alden's for. And uh, so then the cop, I was like, it's all good, man. Just, just write me the ticket. So then the cop goes back to the car. And I'm just like, I was just you're over it. It's like, whatever it is, what it is like. And to me, anytime I got pulled up by police in, in America, I was like, who knows what could happen? Like Wes, just like take my shit and like send it back to me if something goes down, you know? And then, so this cop comes back and he gives us the ticket and it was like 180 bucks or 240 bucks. He's like, Hey man, so you just need to pay this in 30 days. And I was like, so what happens if I don't? And he's like, well, you'll lose your Florida's driver's license. And me and Wes just started losing <laughs> our fucking shit in the car. And I was like... Well, I'll be sure to know that. Like, and I just, I literally just like grab it and like, I didn't scrunch it up, but I just like kind of folded it rough and just like put it down in my door thing. And I was like, I don't have a Florida's driver's <laughs> license. And he was like, he was like, nope. And then we just drove up. And I fucking never paid that ticket. Sounds about right. You're never going back to Disneyland, <laughs> Disney World. Hey, Jace, I, I hate uh, to do this to you, but I only put in a, a, a 64 gig card on the camera, and the time was uh, like two hours and 10 minutes. So we got like three minutes to go before that card runs out. So I'm just letting you know. Oh, good, bro. We'll, we'll wrap it up. Wait, I wanted to, before you go, we need to pay homage to the James Stewart heli clip video. Still. To this day, the greatest dirt bike clip of all time. All right. Really I, I don't know about that, but I, I'll take it. That's cool. Well, what? No. Okay. So, what's the what's the other what's the argument? The greatest. Like, dirt what bike would be clip? better? Fuck. What's better it's than really that fucking good. movie? I mean, it's really cool. Like for the, the time. edit, the beginning, like when he was no. coming it back no. in, and like the color changes, and then it like just Brav, James Stewart, Brav like Stellar going absolutely just insane it like, was pretty cool like getting in the helicopter and shooting that like yeah that was pretty rad it's just crazy no I, I i probably have told this story or maybe i haven't but like stewart gave us two 10 minute sessions that day and the fact that we made a video out of it it's pretty rad but i've gone and looked at all the raw clips recently or not all of them but enough and i'm like damn now now with the editing style there's a lot that i actually left on the table so it'd be cool to do like a whole full stewie re-edit but I don't know, that's probably kind of gray area because that's uh, some Red Bull footy, but still cool. Dude, yes, I, I do it. love it. I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. That that style was really cool. Honestly, 09 was my favorite year of my shooting style. When we did Epic, um, Yeah. I I think when we got to like the landing carrier, Jesse Nelson part, when we were doing the slider Dude, through the, the fences yeah. with the zooms, 
Um, that Nelson shoot was fun. We figured out, I figured out some pretty cool techniques that year that were only possible with that camera set up. Like it's not even, that, it's not even doable now because of the weights and like the way like it, it'd be so cumbersome to replicate some of those shots now. Um, and I don't know, I watch Epic in some of those shots and I'm like, dude, I would love to do that style of shit again, but it would take a team of people. Well, boys, we'll leave it there then if you guys are going to wrap up because no one wants to look at my mug the whole time. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you very much for bringing Verb back. And uh, and honestly, like, personally too, like, just in for just public that sees this, like, so much of, like, what I am today is a result of, like, those two motherfuckers there in 2010 letting me... Come and just run a fucking muck at Motocross Nations <laughs> 2010. And somehow I contributed enough to like all that shit to not matter that much. But like I'm, so much of like my best memories in my life have like gone down as like under that umbrella hanging out uh, with you guys. I don't so. know about best memories, but they're good ones, Jace. Dude, they were epic. I mean, they so, were epic. As you as you stated earlier, the the... There's a few I wanted to kill you moments that I look back on and laugh at now. <laughs> but there was definitely a few minutes that, or a few times that the knife was about to come out and I was about to go to jail for the rest of my life. <laughs> Did you, Wes, Wes and Jay Reinenberg, like, are the only two people on planet Earth that, like, really know the gypsy. Like, in terms of, like, the fucking, the ethos, like, the core of, like, that name and what it stands for. Wes and Jay Reinenberg are the only two people that have ever fully experienced that. And, like, I honestly owe those two people so much. Like, it's <laughs> fucking crazy the shit I put them through. And, like, they, I don't know, we're all just, we're all just still fucking here and we're all still doing it. But. You know what? And we're all, we're all gypsies at heart, baby. We're still there. Like, <laughs> I spent many years in the, in the, in the bread van and Mighty Whitey. A lot of time spent gypsying around. Sleeping on your mom's couch in Australia. Let's do this again. Yeah, let's do it yeah, again. Yeah, let's get some. I like the. I like getting some riders in and doing a reaction stuff with some of the old footy. Like, yeah, hey, since fun. you're you're about to have a full day ahead of you, why he drives a few hours home and I go up to my bed to go to sleep. So why don't you research all the technical sides of it and get it all set up and let me know what to do. Well, I told you what to do and you couldn't make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just cut there? <laughs> That's the end. Like, <laughs> Wait, you're not editing any of this fucking deal. <laughs> All right. Well, verb is verb is back. Um, yeah, baby. I think we should just release this straight away. I don't think we should fucking wait until this is online. I think you should just tell people and just like let's put it out like tomorrow or the next day. That means I would have to cut it tomorrow or the next day, which is which is fine. It's gonna take you till tomorrow Sorry, or the next the day to upload me this damn file, dude. I, do you know FDP how slow it? your internet is? Oh, dude, my internet is bad. So let's let's talk when you actually get me the file. To so start yeah, uploading okay, it right good. now. All right, sweet. Well, yeah, thank you very much. Verbmoto.com is where you are going to be able to go to check all that fucking sweet, <laughs> sweet moto goodness. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, that was my daily check for a very long time. And like I said, I owe a lot of everything that I've been able to achieve in my life to what you guys uh, built. So really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. And uh, hey, thanks for having we, us, this will definitely not be the last time. Are you going to go grab your snorkel? <laughs> yeah, let's go full wall. See you, bro. <laughs> hey, tell Streeter I said bye, Streeter. Bye-bye, Streeter. Streeter, Streeter, listen.
straight to listen to this whole podcast. <laughs> hey, tell Sam thanks for the love. Later, boys. Yeah, shout out to... Brought to you by Fist. All right, love you Later. guys.